Friday, you bastards. Do you ever wish that your family and friends knew their Bible verses better? Well, I have the answer to your prayers. From the makers of You Sank My Martyr comes a game the whole family can enjoy. Crucifixion! Crucifixion is not just fun to play, but it forces everyone to know their Bible. And it's easy to play. First, someone picks a word or phrase from the Bible, and the rest of the group takes turns trying to spell it. But be careful. If you pick a wrong letter, your little Jesus doll gets nailed. Um, I'll take a guess. Um, how about a K? Nope. Sorry, Billy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jesus. After three nails and one spear to the chest, everyone loses. But don't worry, in three days you can play again. So run down to your local Crucifixion toy store and grab up your very own copy of Crucifixion. Why not play tonight? Comes with a small Jesus doll, nails, and a tiny spear. Fake blood, wooden cross, and hammer not included. Crucifixion, a product of Trinity Brothers. Jesus Christ. 1001 at 560 WQM. The Jesus Christ is right at big time now, man. It's all Everybody's talking about either one of uh, two or three things. Jesus one, Christ. One is uh, Colorado coach Gary Barnett, the rape uh, coach at Colorado. <laughs> that... Yeah, well, you have to have, uh, they have training uh, weight coaches and sure. rape coaches. Oh, there he is again. I really do, and that's why I said I... Yeah, get lost, Gary. You're, you're done. You're out. Say goodbye. And then, of course, they're, if they're not talking about Colorado U and all the rapists there and the athletic subculture, <laughs> don't you love that oh, expression? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the athletic subhuman. subculture. Subhuman is right. If they're not talking about that, they're talking about... Jesus Christ. Right. See, even Moe is talking about it. So it's a pretty heavy duty. Anyway, here's the... Uh, we have over 10,000 votes on our hot couples contest. All right. Outstanding. And at 1.55 this afternoon, that'll be a finito. And the top uh, three couples will win a prize. First couple wins. Uh, one of those two trips, whichever one they choose, either hedonism in Jamaica, three-night vacation, all-inclusive, all meals and beverages, except the airfare and personal expenses, or a two-night vacation for two at the Royal Oasis Resort and Casino. It only includes airfare to Grand Bahama Island. You pay for the rest and all your office supplies, too. And the third-place uh, winner gets uh, dinner for two at the Pizza Loft, and you can watch the members eat for free and have your own fine meals. Uh, over 10,000 votes. I don't think I want to, like, talk about the numbers yet, do I, about who's got what? Uh, what numbers are we talking about? On the contest. Oh, oh yeah, no, no. Well, no, it looks like the uh, top, I don't want to say it. Because if I say anything, I'll be accused of, well, you know, you shouldn't have said that. We'll wait till uh, 155, then we'll run it down. We'll see wait. who wins. And thanks to everybody who sent the pictures. And we'll be doing it again twice more. Don't forget, since uh, uh, Goofball is there, uh, what was that guy's name, Larry something, that called us that day and said that he'd emailed uh, the uh, thing to Miguel, his picture, and I never got on the contest? Somebody. They'll make sure to get into the uh, second one. We'll make sure we get them on the next one. Otherwise, Miguel will be crucified right in front of the QM studios. Make a hell of a movie. Maybe even a miniseries. Eight, and I know he's going to go see that movie. If there's anybody in that building that's going to go see the um, Jesus Christer movie, it's going to be Miguel. Why do you think that about Miguel? He, he'll go. Won't you go? Actually, yeah. <laughs> I told you. No. Did I know it or what? And, and Castro ain't even mentioned it. I'm pretty proud, although uh, Jesus does have a beard that looks a little like right. Fidel. Jesus Christ. They talk about him in Aramaic. I see. Infidel? Infidel. That's what I said. 1,839 votes on our poll yesterday. What's your take on a religious right who are really... Uh, you people out there in Radio Land, you haven't got any idea of what's coming, thanks to the Bushmeister and Michael Powell and all this stuff. You, It's only just begun. <laughs> and the excuse, of course, uh, is uh, the little flap at the Super Bowl. That was just the opening they needed. Just exactly what they were looking for to, like, come down with the hammer. Hey, stupid! Oh, and speaking of hammer, Tom Jick has got a cute little thing coming up Sunday. See, not only do I have the local papers, even though I'm distant away, but 
Here's Sunday's uh, question and answers from the uh, TV book in the Sun Sentinel, which is always the highlight for me. Because once in a while, somebody in the business gets mentioned, even once in a while, us. Here's a question to Tom Jicka. My grandson said there's a movie titled The Hebrew Hammer on TV. Is this true and what channel is it on? RM West Palm Beach. Here's Tom Jicka's answer. I always thought Hank Goldberg of WQAM and ESPN was the Hebrew Hammer. <laughs> that was funny. But the Hebrew Hammer movie isn't a bio. It's not his bio. It's a farcical flick that aired on Comedy Central about an Orthodox Jewish young man, Adam Goldberg, Oy! who battles to keep an evil imposter Santa from doing away with Hanukkah as he did Christmas. It's unlikely to be repeated until the holiday season next year, says little Tommy. Hank Goldberg, the Hebrew Hammer. Hey, stupid. I like that. Maybe we can start the uh, nickname, the Hebrew Hammer. You like that? Yeah. It's kind of cute. Nice going, Tommy. Tommy. Tommy's kind of like joining the human race again lately. I don't know what happened to him. He got religion, different kind. 1,839 votes. What's your take on a religious right, we asked yesterday? What's your take on... Jesus Christ. They're nothing but hate-mongering uh, hate morons. 589. Almost a third of this audience said that. You turd. The whole religion thing is a big racket, 503. I don't mind if they would just leave me alone, 266. They're full of Shiite, 156. They gave their brains away to fakers, 119. I'm one of them. Praise God, 110. 5.9% of this audience, Bible-thumping right-wing uh, wackos, and more power to you. And they're the biggest perverts of all, and, of course, we know Absolutely. that's true. 96, 5.2% out of nearly 2,000 votes. Here's today's poll. Got to be timely, man. I know we've done this before, but I think uh, since the names are expanding on this list all the time, it, we can never do this too often, especially when you talk about the athletic subculture. <laughs> What a joke. Yeah, it's a subculture, man. They like, uh, you know, knocking uh, women up and uh, beating the crap out of them and raping them and uh, doing these things. And, of course, sitting around and uh, slapping each other on the ass with towels or with their hand and just uh, doing these things. Who do you think is the biggest sports scumbag of all time is our poll question today. See, now every time I start saying something, I'm going to think right. about it a second time, and I'm not going to say it. Every single time. No, no, I, I really I am, because I had a good line for that, but I'm not going to nope. use it. And just as many people will listen, we have to clean up our act. I want the audience to understand that it wasn't just Mel Karmas and Infinity or the uh, outfit out there in Denver. Uh, every radio company in America that's got, like, more than $10, uh, they're, like, uh, putting the uh, hammer down. <laughs> the, the Hebrew hammer, they're putting it right down. That was well, it's heavy. Because uh, they don't want to get, huh? It's a heavy hammer. you got to put it's it down. It's a heavy hammer, and you don't want to hold it forever. Plus, it's expensive and probably costs at least 30, 40 bucks. How many? About 30, man. Or Who do you think bucks. is the biggest sports scumbag of all time? And I've got a list for you so far, and you can add to this, I'm sure, but I think we got the pretty good ones. I almost left OJ off of here. That was, how could I do that? Am I dumb or what? Colorado coach Gary Barnett, who's never made the list before, but I'm sure he'll get a lot of votes because it's the hype. You know, he's in the media all over the place now. It's all they're talking about is Gary Barnett and Jesus Christ in the same breath. Woody Hayes, Jose Consucco, Cecil Collins, Pete Rose, Daryl Strawberry, Mike Tyson, Jason Williams. Hey, Jason, how's your dog doing? Kobe Bryant, Bobby Knight, George Steinbrenner, H. Wayne Huizinga, or O.J. Simpson. What a magnificent list of scumbags, isn't it? Yes. And that's my own doing right there. That's my own. Let's see. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12. Lucky 13. So there's the list to get us started today. I guess I will take a peek before we do anything else at that hot couples contest. Okay. No, no. I, you can I think peek at it. Huh? You can peek at it. No, I just, I just want to see who the uh, contenders are right now. Jesse and Jeffrey, who tried last year and didn't make it, they have 2644. They're in first place. Uh, Carmen and Carlos, 21.89, are in second. Monica and Brian, 2018. So the battle for a second is still uh, very much up in, uh, for grabs. And 
Sarah and Sean, who were off their big start, they're fourth, 965. And then it's way back to Giselle and Rick, 345. And unfortunately, everybody else is way behind that. So those are the uh, the top three are like, uh, or four, whatever I said, are in the running. Mm-hmm. I'm just pass that along. Anyway, the sixth rape allegation at uh, Colorado University has got everybody up in arms, of course, because it has nothing to do with Jesus Christ, but nevertheless. Boulder, Colorado police released records yesterday from 2002 of another woman who claimed she was raped by a University of Colorado football player, bringing the number of rape allegations to six against players. It's part of the athletic subculture. <laughs> you do understand that. I do. The beating, the abusing, the demeaning of women, boozing up big, <laughs> drugs, <laughs> steroids, <laughs> all of these things. The allegation comes today after Coach Gary Barnett was suspended from the pro, and of course strippers and booze for the uh, recruits. And and why not, huh? Why if not? there's a bunch of schools trying to woo you, and if anybody out there ever go to woo you uh, <laughs> to come to their school and have a great time and be a real superstar jock, if you're trying to get into jock, uh, why not have uh, strippers and booze? Huh? That would certainly be sure. a great inducement to any 17, 18 year old kid. It would seem to me. I could be wrong, but you're not. And even if, uh, well, anyway. The allegation comes at ANC. Every t- everything that I say, now, I'm going to think about a second time, a third time, a fourth time before we even part too much. In fact, we now have a new quota. We can only play eight parts minute. per hour. We can huh? only play SBDs from but now on. But the good part of it is, <laughs> see, I can play them all at once. It's a bodily function. Here's another one. <laughs> Sneaked it out. The allegation comes today after Coach Gary Barnett was suspended from the program for comments relating to another female player who alleges she was raped at it. University President Elizabeth Hoffman announced late Wednesday that Barnett was placed on paid administrative leave because of his disparaging remarks about the university's only female place kicker, uh, Katie Nida. Hoffman said in the context of the rape allegations, it's inappropriate to make statements about the ability of the player. No kidding. They keep showing that statement he made the other day. It was just uh, mind-boggling. I mean, she really was awful. She just uh, was terrible. But that's not what a rapist said. They liked it. They thought she was pretty good. Well, of course, she might have been experienced by the time they got to her. Anyway, getting back to this other charge. According to police records from September 29, 2001, the woman claimed a football player raped her in an apartment despite her telling him at least ten times she didn't want to have sex with him. At least ten times, maybe even... About 30, man! The CU program has been under scrutiny for weeks after depositions surfaced that three women claimed they were raped at or just after a sex party in Boulder in December 2001. Nida, a CU, a place kicker in 1999, told Sports Illustrated this week that she was raped at it by a teammate and that she was verbally abused, harassed, and molested by her fellow players. Uh, remember at, uh, what was the military school where they had the female that got in? Which one was it? The, uh, Come on. man. The, the cadets. The fortress, the something. The fortress. The citadel. Come on, citadel. Very good. Fortress Citadel, little word association there. The Citadel, and uh, now at least they didn't rape any of them, probably because they were extraordinarily ugly. Now that's a bad thing to say, but it's probably true. They were probably raping each other, though. Oh, no doubt about that. There's a lot of that goes on, especially those seamen out in the uh, Navy. Oh, see, I shouldn't have said that either. Well, uh, are we now? Let me ask you this: Do we also now have to spell out some of these words because I was talking about S E A M E N? The seamen, no, which is uh, what we call the uh, naval uh, recruits. None of your prurient double entendres, okay. Mister. That's correct. I gotta really, we gotta really clean it up. Get the lava, get the uh, coast. Mm-hmm. In fact, even on the coast, they're gonna have to clean up those liners that they're reading I because America's got... coming under a whole new chilling chapter, baby. We're chilling. I got this germ. They have to treat everybody like a seven-year-old. Just like now, which was it? The other company, the Denver-based one, that said, "No, I get, yeah, that's right." In that thing I read yesterday about, imagine that everybody who's listening was like had uh, was like a seven-year-old child. 
Mm-hmm. Right? And, of course, in this audience, <laughs> that's not, somebody, that's not somebody else is sometime. born again Christian seven-year-old child. Right. So be very careful in what you say and the way you say it, and uh, double entendres and single entendres and the words and uh, sex and excretory activity, all of these things, huh? Because uh, it's just, it's, it's tragic. This is what you got with Bush and the, I, I keep trying to tell you people that the fundamentalists have taken the country over and you think that's just a joke. It's, it's the truth. America's been taken over by a bunch of, uh, wing nuts. Right wing, religious, born again, Bible thumping nutcases. That's cute. Right wing nuts. That's right correct. Nuts. Now, I, when I said nuts, of course, I was talking about nuts as in crazy, not nuts right. as in nut and honey, stuff like that. And certainly not nuts as in 1013 at 560 WQM. In fact, the whole thing is going to make us all little nuts before we're through. I'm sure of that. But it'll give the uh, middle-level management something to do. And the upper-level management, he can, you know, kind of walk around a hall with his ear to the war. Like that, making sure who's naughty and nice. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me that Maddie Bell would qualify to be the QAM uh, filth police, right? Right. Since he really, he did a good job about, what was it, three summers ago? Right, about that. First summer you filled in when we were talking about eating ass, Ah. we certainly are not going to be talking about no more. No, I'm just quoting what you were talking about, what he was all upset about. Hey, don't go quote me. I mean, even Dwight Lauderdale uh, played that bit on Channel 10 News where they mentioned eating ass. So if it's good enough for Channel 10 News, I figure it's good enough for QAM. Am I right? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, if you're looking for something to do exciting, get out of the house and go and get a little breathtaking experience, then jump up and yell and cheer at Pompano Park and poker. See, again, be very cautious when you say poker. Easy does it. Cheer for your horse. (laughs) <laughs> Cheer for your horse from the railer. Enjoy fine dining at the top of the park restaurant as you watch the only nighttime horse racing in Florida and plunge your guts out. If playing poker is your game, then match your skills at Pompano Park's fabulous card room. Live racing and poker is going on five days a week, including today, every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Live racing starts nightly at 7.05 like tonight, and the poker room is open noon to midnight every live racing day like today. Coming up tonight is the second round of the $125,000 Maclobel Trotting Series, and Saturday is the second round of the $250,000 Isla Capri Pacing Series, plus there'll be free prize drawings tomorrow as well. Even if you don't know Charlie Farber from B. Farber, you'll still have a great time. If you don't know Donnie Brainerd from Michelle Brainerd, same person, by the way, or at least they sit the same way in a bike out in the middle of the track. Located just a half a mile from both I-95 and the Florida Turnpike, Pompano Park is easy to get to, and best of all, they give you free admission and free general parking every day. Don't forget the great food on the sixth-floor dining room at the Top of the Park restaurant. Call Pompano Park for more info on their new racing schedule at 954-972-2000 or go to their website at pompanopark.com. Don't forget the poker room opens at noon today and live racing tonight, 7.05 p.m. This is Sports Radio 560, QAM. This is CBS. I broke in through her Yes, my girlfriend forgot to tell me that this other bitch was someone else's wife. Oh, man. Her surly husband was mean and healthy. And I found out when he chased me with a knife. Why didn't that bitch tell me? She 
did not scare the piss out of me. Pete, don't fail me now. See, there's going to have to be a bleep in there when he said the P word on that one. I just mentioned that in passing. Right. I'm just passing it along to you. Uh, well, I'll give something for Boca Brian to do while he's counting his money. Have him uh, redo that with a little bleep in there. Yeah, the we can't say uh, that. Huh? He'll have lots of time to count his money. As down. a matter of fact, I want to look on this list of words. Uh, let's see. That the FCC has made damn sure that we aren't going to say. Uh, yes, that's one of them. Uh, okay. So uh, we won't be saying that again. I see. Uh, here's a fax that says, Dan, there are some nasty-ass-looking couples on that page. Well, that's uh, your opinion, okay? It says, kind of gives you a demographic view of your audience, doesn't it? And the answer to that is no. There's some nice-looking couples on there as well. There's the good, the old, the young, and uh, everything in between. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. P.S. Nice nips on Sharon Stone. This fax has obviously never met a lot of the people in our listening audience that we have. And, yes, we have some very bizarre people out there, too, but then again, that's South Florida. PSS, the Michael Powell picture is the most disgusting item ever posted on your site. My gag reflex kicks in on viewing, and we're delighted you're enjoying it. Also, how can you leave Ray Lewis off your list? Well, we just put him on there, didn't we? Yes, we did. Good. And you're right, O.J., uh, it's a damn good thing we did remember that. Not a darn good thing. We... <laughs> it's a very good thing. It's an excellent thing that I remember that or that you did reminded me. O.J. Simpson, 29, the biggest sports scumbag of all time. Wayne Huizinga, who never even wears a jock, 7. Colorado coach Gary Barnett, you see, if you're in the news, the hype gets you a lot of votes. 4, Mike Tyson, 4, and it's small potatoes from there out of the first, uh, whatever we got, 50 votes, 59. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless line. Join Joe and Mark today from noon to 2 at the Verizon Wireless. Boy, they're busy beavers, man. They're getting around. Oh, they're busy guys. Right. Located inside Wireless for Wireless for You at 13673 Southwest 26th Street in Miami. Wireless for You at 13673 Southwest 26th Street in Miami. Stop out to win T-shirts and heat tickets. And George tomorrow morning will be. Oh, now this is this is too much, Miguel. You're a jackass. I, he's you're, a what? You're a crazy person. What? Uh, crazy person. That's what I thought you said. No, this is just too much. With George tomorrow morning, 10 to noon at Bass Pro Outlet, located off I-95 and Griffin Road. Stop by to win Bass Pro gift cards and other prizes. And then Joe Costello tomorrow afternoon from noon to 2 at the Firestone Tire, located at 110 Northeast 8th Street in Homestead. They'll have a race car simulator and a stimulator, plus win the usual very low-budget crap prizes we have here to give away at QAM because we just don't have any cash. The Beasleys are too busy spending it, and so is Greg on those very expensive, impressive suits. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line WQAM hello. Our very first call on a Friday. This could set the tone. QAM on line one. They didn't even get disconnected. They're there. The radio's up in the background. One last time. Hola. Buenas noches. Buenos días. Neil. Buenos tardes. Yes. ¿Cómo está? Muy bien. Muy muy bien. Let's go. Let's get with it. Come on. All right, Neil. Listen, uh, the uh, movie that's coming out in the next little while, I, I, you were talking yesterday. I tried calling in with Deborah Norville. was talking to some people and, uh, about the uh, rabbi and the, and the ministers who were going to take all their kids to see this, um, you know, right. death, the slow death of pounding nails and this and that. And here I'm thinking, these people are going to watch somebody get hacked to death. Jesus Christ. But, exactly. Exactly. But yeah. Even though it is Jesus Christ, you know, but you know what? They're going to all send their kids who are going to be traumatized. But you mm-hmm. know what? For God's sake, don't show them a breast. You know. Right. And I was, I was watching, I was watching. Um, well, for God's sake, I think that was a subliminal slip on your part. But I think that's uh, yeah, excellent well, point. You know what? I was Look watching God's TV. Sake. I was watching TV uh, two weeks ago on a Saturday, and I had my five-year-old. He was just sort of in and out of the room, 
and all of a sudden there was something on uh, Discovery or, or History Channel, and they were it was a thing on the bombing um, on the terrorists in Israel, you know. And they showed the people that go around that, that pick up all the body parts. Mm-hmm. And he, he wasn't in the room, or I wouldn't have had it on. And then he came in, and I was doing something else. And there was a leg of this guy, and they explained how they knew it was the guy who had the bomb and yeah. blown himself up on a bus. And and um, my my little guy sees this leg, and I said, "Oh, don't worry, it's only a movie prop, you know." Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, but uh, it's it's unbelievable that. That they that they can show that stuff at five o'clock in the in the afternoon on a, on a Saturday, right? And and nobody gets upset about that, you know. I mean, talk about horrific and yeah. And well, America's a finished man. You can you can thank those fundamentalists and all the uh, Jews in West Palm Beach who voted for Buchanan. You know, it, uh, it, America's it's done. Unbelievable. And, and, and to end it off, you know what? If if you can't if Bush can't believe the intelligence that he's getting, then he shouldn't he shouldn't make his decisions on it, should he? Well, when you say Bush and intelligence in the same sentence, that's a uh, oxy no, I mean, no. Hey, listen, good luck to you, Perry. Don't forget to get your holy nails for sixty ninety nine this weekend. Jesus Christ. Five six seven oh five sixteen. Of course, thank goodness that nobody else is exploiting the situation. It's just a coincidence that CNN is showing the Jesus story, the murder, whatever the hell that's called, this weekend. I think it's Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever day it is. And the fact that we got Ass Wednesday coming up next Wednesday, and the movie is just coincidentally being released on Ass Wednesday, and all these stories about Mel Gibson's father, which we talked about yesterday, and all these outrageous anti-Semitic comments, and uh, and now they're saying that Mel Gibson's going to make 25 million bucks clear profit mm-hmm. on the movie. When you say ass, you're referring to the donkey, aren't you? Just uh, leave it alone. Okay. And the donkey's ass too. Uh, 25 million dollar profit. To which I say, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so all the hype that's going on now, I'm sure that it isn't. It's only because they want to convert the uh, the non-believers and they want to reinforce the believers' beliefs and give them something very entertaining and enjoyable, seeing all the nails being driven into Jesus' hands. Jesus Christ. And all the whipping and thrashing and blood and guts and uh, crap. It's just, it is so sick and so pathetic. But like the guy said, and he's right on target, the fact that for about a second and a half, uh, millions of people, at least the ones who are watching, which is probably a very small number, really, when you come right down to it, because nobody watches halftime. They go to the toilet, they go get some beer, they go uh, do something. But uh, however many million people are watching, of course, if they didn't see it then, they saw it 50 million more times, especially on our website where we have a nice picture of Sharon Stone today, much better than yesterday's, if you ask me, much more provocative. Yesterday's was tasteful, today's is tasteless. So we give you something for everybody. But the fact that they saw that and that has led to this is so uh, unbelievable. And the public is, I, I still think most people are sitting back in their own little narrow word, world. No question. And they just, uh, they don't seem to understand what's going on around them. I'm going to read this again. Very short story. I read it twice before. I'm going to read it every day, I think. This was from February 12th, L.A. Times. Frustrated by the profanity and nudity on television that culminated with Janet Jackson and Justin Tinkerbell's sexy Super Bowl dance. <laughs> Angry Lawmakers Wednesday, meaning uh, two weeks ago, raised the prospect of expanding the fight against indecency on television to cable networks for the first time. Oh, my God. In separate simultaneous hearings, members of the House of Representatives and Senate told members of the FCC and the president of CBS Viacom that the fines could just be the beginning of a new crackdown on profanity and indecency on U.S. airwaves. Most immediately, they appear headed toward passing legislation that would increase tenfold the fine on TV and radio broadcasters who violate FCC decency rules to a maximum of 275 grand per violation. A House committee is expected, well, this has already gone on. Lawmakers, including Republicans, usually wary of government regulation, in other words, hypocrites, raised the possibility of getting even tougher, such as passing three strikes and you're off the air law that would revoke the FCC license of, of, of repeat offenders. 
Reformers who focus on network television are missing 85% of the story because 85% of Americans now get their TV program from a cable and satellite, said the unctuous FCC chairman Michael with his gigantic Powells. Senator John McCain, Republican of Arizona, favored a suggestion by the Consumers Union that Congress require cable and satellite operators to offer a la carte programming in which people pick and pay only for the channels they want. God forbid you should get a channel like MTV uh, sneaking in oh when you don't want your kids to be seeing all that perversion and, of course, toxic with Britney and all that other stuff, all that body parts. Congress would have to change rules governing the FCC before the commission could expand its oversight of cable TV because cable is a subscription service that doesn't use the public airwaves that historically has been out of the FCC's jurisdiction. But in the aftermath of the Super Bowl halftime show, which is now a convenient excuse, Congress may be willing to give the FCC greater authority over cable, which all we can say to that is... Oh, my God. Live, live and local. We are Sports Radio 560. QAM. Um, I urge everyone to complain to this station. Freedom stand, freedom stand, let's bury our heads. Thirty-two at five sixty. Freedom is dead as a doornail. Good luck to you. And uh, Bob Chronic, New Hampshire Faxer says two scumbags for the pool. Steve Howe and Michael Irvin. Two excellent choices. See, we got him on there. Got him. Carry or Canada in two thousand and four says Bob. Well, we'll see at the border, Bob. Now I got a great idea to raise a lot of money for abandoned pet rescue this year. Okay. What we're going to do is compile a CD of all those bits that are going to be summarily. You won't hear them no more. In fact. The one that we just played, I apologize profusely because I had no idea that the P word was in there toward the end. But, mm. I mean, it's not a big deal. But um, uh, we're going to have to go through this uh, DCS, and there are going to have to be a whole I, dozens and dozens of bits that you're never going to hear no more. I'll give you an right. example. Shall I give you some examples? Okay. Sofa King. Right. We'll hear that no more. Nope. So what we can do, and even though some of these, of course, have appeared on some of the CDs in the past, we can make a compilation right. of all the stuff that certainly is, um, and we can put a big picture of Michael Palvado's boobs on the cover sure. would be good. The forbidden tracks. Right, the forbidden tracks that you can cherish and have forever. Then you won't have to be bitching about it. And, of course, once we get it on CD, it'll be on, you know, people will be stealing it all over the place. My, you know, a few people will donate and pay for it, but a lot of people will steal it. But at least they'll have it, see? Right, don't say that word anymore either. They won't have to complain about it. What do you mean by that? As opposed to that B word that you used, seven-year-old children shouldn't be seven-year-old born-again children shouldn't be hearing that B word that you used. What was the B word? I'm not going to say it. Bitch. Oh, bitch. Yeah. Oh, no, you can say bitch. Oh, can you? Today. No, well, maybe seven-year-old. Well, say it a lot today. Bitch, 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 bitch. Okay, several yes. times, like in uh, like South Park. Now, what was I saying before you so rudely interrupted me? Oh, about going through here and finding a whole bunch of stuff that uh, we won't be able to play no more because uh, you know, just like I mean, it, here it is, 2004. People are starving all over the world. We've got people in America who can't have enough money to buy their prescription drugs or pay their rent, so they have to alternate from one month to the other. We have uh, 
American kids dying based on lies in Iraq. We have thousands of Iraqis who are dead on a war based on lies because of an illegal invasion to satisfy the neocons. And yet, what is the government worried about? Your government in action, and there's no uh, pause in between those two words. Your government is doing it, baby. The word police, the pot police, the word police, the Jesus Christer police. It's really tragic. And then, of course, we got the uh, gay marriage police. Make no mistake about that. The Bushmeister already uh, yesterday says he's really pissed off and fired up. I mean, he's peed off. Now, we can say pissed off. Really? Yes, you can. Okay. There you go. Let's give a primer to the audience, okay, so you understand. Pissed off gets me fired up when I hear someone you say, say pissed that. Pissed off just as a as, a, as an expression dealing with your uh, frame of mind. Well, we use attitude. That, that used to be as the opposed policy. to a physical act. Do you understand? Are you understand. following this? Because if anybody needs some direction, you're the one. Just trying to keep you out of hot water because believe me, there are people in that building. Absolutely. Who love to scald your ass in hot water. I mean, scald right. your bottom in Careful. hot water. Careful. Right. <laughs> president Bush's political directors told a group of prominent conservatives that the president would soon publicly endorse a constitutional amendment banning gay marriage. Babe Buchanan, the unctuous one who makes her brother Pat seem like Ted Kennedy, Babe Buchanan told Reuters she was one of several conservatives who heard the message from political director Carl Roving Maniac two weeks ago. We were told by Carl Rove that the president would support the constitutional amendment, not just that he would endorse it, but also that he would fight for it. Babe Buchanan says, Babe, which rhymes with gay. Specifically, Rove told the alliance of conservatives known as the Arlington Group in a telephone conversation that Bush would back the amendment being put forward by Colorado Republican Marilyn Musgrave and that his statement would come sooner rather than later, which is why in the last couple of days, of course, he's expressed his outrage and dismay over these grotesque things in California. All these horrible things. All of, and, of course, that's why Laura Bush was out there in Santa Monica the other day lamenting this horrible, nasty, grotesque thing that we must stop. We must put a stop to it now. Stamp out gay marriages. Stamp out potty mouth words on radio. And certainly stamp out the, uh, the pot smokers and all the paraphernalia that goes along with it. We got the sex police, the pot police, the word police, the gay marriage police, the jaywalking police, the chewing your gum too loudly police, the smoking inside of a tavern police. The smoking at the racetrack police. So when I used to tell you that it was a police state, you'd say, ah, boy, that Neil sure is funny. Ah, you're living in a police state, boys and girls. Make no mistake about it. I'm not. WQAM, hello. Well, Neil, how you doing? Pretty good, you know, sir. Remember when uh, Pat Buchanan in 1992 at the Republican convention talked about cultural wars and we all rolled our eyes and laughed right. and Look uh -huh. at this right wing. Well, here we are, man. It, it, and the interesting part of it is he's not on that side of it anymore. He's no. uh, more moderate. No, you know, that's true. I mean, ever since Ronald Reagan called ketchup a vegetable, and right away Jerry Falwell and Pat Robertson came out from under the rocks where they live yeah. to, to talk about abortion. And anything to, you know, look, the, unfortunately. And the isn't average, it ironic that Reagan turned into a vegetable? Right. <laughs> See? Ironically, ironically, well, it's unfortunate, rather that the average American is a beer-swilling sloth and falls for this crap. And, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, just, it, it, it's amazing. But I hate to say it, Patrick Cannon, and the only time I ever agreed with him, I mean, as it turns out, he was right. We're fighting the cultural war while yeah. we're losing the Iraqi war. Have a great it. day. And good luck to you, sir. I'll see you right at the border. I'll see you at uh, the Buffalo and the Peace Bridge. Bring the kielbasa and the uh, chicken wings. What else have they got in Buffalo? Oh, uh, the, the uh, Kimmelwick on roast beef. The uh, roast beef on Kimmelwick. Whatever the hell it is. Don't get Fat Boy in there again, okay? I had one dose of him this morning. That was two doses. That was oh, yeah, really? <laughs> oh, I think that's pornographic and obscene if you ask me. Hiya, Pally. Oh, not going to hear that no more. 
because that's, it makes me think of really obnoxious, annoying fat people who are Sabres fans, and that really aggravates me. By the way, would somebody tell Rick Jenneret that number 26 on the Panthers is Mike Van Ryn and not Van Rin? Somebody please tell I love Rick Jenneret. He's one of the best. But somebody please tell him to pronounce it. I, I got to tell you this. I should have told Clarence, but, of course, we were discussing other things. Uh, I had a nightmare last night. Yeah? I was, I was broadcasting a high school basketball game. Clarence was doing the color, although he never said a word. He just sat there uh, with kind of a dumb look on his face, like Clarence. And I was broadcasting a high school basketball game on this radio station, and the only problem was that I only had the names of some of the players, and for some reason I couldn't get a program. And this kept going through my mind, that I, and I was just making names up. Jones passed it over to Edwards, and, and, you know, and I didn't know the first names of any of the players, and there were many of the players. I didn't have any idea what the names were. And, this, and it, it was the longest basketball game. There were no fouls, no interruptions, no anything. It just, it just kept going on and on and on, and I'm sitting there, and Clarence is just sitting there with a blank, uh, very satisfied expression on his face, probably, you know, fantasizing about the beast. But it was, uh, what, is he, what do you think that means? And I, I, I think, I, I, think I, I think that a shrink would probably think a shrink yeah. would probably tell you there was definitely a correlation between that and some of the events that are going on right now. Sure. As we discover that uh, the days of you enjoying your radio or TV or your cable or anything else are rapidly vanishing. Okay. And of course, you got to understand that these people realize that time may be running out. They can read the right. polls. They understand that they're going to have to come up with something really spectacular to stay in another four years with this crap. Mm -hmm. uh, and it seems what? unlikely. So, so while they've still crap, you can still say crap. Oh. Just don't take one. Okay. But uh, as long as uh, they've got the uh, the wheels uh, in their hands right now, they're going to start. Uh, they're going to grease them, and they're going to start uh, pushing them as far to the right as they possibly can. So I, I think that is a good idea, don't you? Of making a CD, all the the forbidden cuts. Sure. C U T S. The forbidden cuts. Not only do we have to articulate very clearly, occasionally we might have to spell something out just to make sure nobody misunderstood our intent. and local. This is Sports Radio 560. U A U A N. you bastards! I want a full investigation. The children, the children, what about the children, the children, the children? I want a full investigation. The children, the children, what about the children, the children, the children? What about the children? Like a towel on a nowhere to move that. Got the foul by a gal that'll teach that. He don't want you to ever see that. All to do, all to think, all to say crap. And I'm qualified to spoil this brat. Got the gig as a gift from his old man. That should tell you where the hell is in that boot. Got coral, ground the flushing. They close their eyes and play the yucky. Save the so-called from nudity. That's gay. Okay. Nudity queen. Michael Powell want to know where to move that. And let me find, let me find that to show that. He has a mind of a five-year-old black. Violence is good, but sex is so bad. He's a grand cracker milk and a long nap. Thanks to the job that he got from his dad. We got a more in this FCC. Now you don't want your children seeing nudity. That's your own responsibility. Leave your old mess up for bother me with this. I don't want a babysit your kid. Michael Powell want to know where to move that. He didn't like what he saw when he sat. On the toilet with a feminine bag bag. It was protected from a booby that sack. Uncle Sissy that likes to grandstand. Michael Powell want to know where to move that. Michael Powell want to know where to move that. They're on our website. See, one thing they haven't <laughs> regulated the Internet 
Yet. Yet. So what we're going to have to do is really put a lot of really risque stuff. I don't want to say dirty and filthy and grotesque and uh, titillating. I don't want to say that. No. On our website. Like Sharon Stone today in a really uh, slutty kind of a picture. It's, it's a beautiful thing. When in doubt, check it out. Okay, speaking of uh, sluts and scumbags, who's the biggest sports scumbag of all time? O.J. Simpson, 104. They aren't going to touch O.J. Because he killed two people in cold blood. Everybody knows it. We know Rondi, O.J. So is there anybody with a brain. Mike Tyson, 32. Wayne Huizenga, 19. George Steinbrenner, 10. Excellent. Bobby Knight, 9. Pete Rose, 9. Jason Williams, 7. Colorado coach Gary Barnett, 7. He'll be canned soon. Jose Canseco, 6. Don't say Jose Canseco. Daryl yes. Strawberry, 5. Ray Lewis, 3. Kobe Bryant, 2. Cecil Collins, 2. Michael Irvin, appear. Woody Hayes, 1. And no votes yet for Steve Howe, uh, Ray Carruth, which I didn't even know we put him on there, Lawrence Taylor. Didn't we leave somebody off? Oh, we got Ray Lewis. He's got four votes. So there's your uh, scumbag athlete. It's part of the athletic subculture, <laughs> you must understand. Drugs and raping women and beating up people and uh, guns and shooting up things, dogs, people, whatever. It's just part of the athletic subculture in America. They just have different altitudes. WQAM, hello. Yeah, uh, Dave Bliss, the Baylor coach. I don't know if that's on your list or not. He's small potatoes. Oh, I mean, he don't you think? tried to set up one of his own players. Anyway, that's not why I'm calling. I wanted to know, what, I missed the beginning of your show, what is what is going on with the uh, the crackdown on you being able to play and say things? I mean, this is I'm, – I'm, I'm, I'm just – I can't believe this is going on. I'm, well, I'm scared that you're not going to be you. But it isn't just me. It's uh, the whole country. I mean, it's Howard Stern. It's Neil Rogers. It's uh, anybody, uh, the sports people on this station. Uh, we got the word police and the uh, sex police and everybody else after us. And uh, let's face it, when you start threatening in, uh, radio stations, uh, the companies that own them don't want to lose the licenses, and the TV companies too, which is why CBS and Mel Carmerson is peeing in his pants. So yeah, all it's, of a sudden, it's scary. It really is scary. What's scary going on isn't here. a word for it. it, it it's 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 unbelievable. And of course, who's going to fight back against this? Because uh, you know, you got the whole, you got a Republican Congress, a Republican president. You got Colin Powell's son as the head of the FCC. Uh, there's nothing to fight back with. Well, I tell you what, you you can't sit on uh, go on the air and say this, but you know, you people, everybody out there listening that that loves the show needs to call or write to the FCC and tell them how ridiculous. <laughs> oh, there Seriously, are people who call and write the FCC about this show, but not the ones who like it. Well, some of the people who like it should start writing to them uh, because, I mean, this is the only type of show that this is the only show like it, in the, maybe in this entire country. And uh, well, I mean, it, show, it, I'm not I'm not saying this show is going to change that much. See, one of the things uh, that I can do, and, and I'll pat myself a little on the shoulder because I can't reach my back, but you know, you have to know how to do it cleverly and be a little bit uh, intelligent about it. So you like kind of like uh, hop over the uh, hot coals in the street, and you you know what I'm saying? And we can well, do that it on the this show. With Pharrell, is that he didn't do that. You do that, and you do yeah. it creatively. He was he was not that way. Well, because and he's stubborn. He's got a, he's got a career death wish, and I think he'll probably get canned in Atlanta too, which is sad because he's a good guy. But he just he just has a death wish, and if you're going to be stubborn, all you're going to do is keep shooting yourself in the foot. There has to come a point where survival, you know, uh, means something to you. It's just, it's just sad. You just have to keep stay on the air and fight and say the things that other people are thinking, but can't necessarily say. I'm doing it, man. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Neil. See you. Yeah, I mean, I don't want the audience, oh, my God, the whole show and everything is going to, no, I'm not saying that, but there are some things that we aren't going to be playing anymore because uh, we're not going to jeopardize. First of all, I'm not jeopardizing my job. i got less than three years to go. 
and I need the cash, and I'm not going to jeopardize what I got left here because of the, just to be a stubborn jackass. And oh, well, uh, we're going to say this on the air. And by the way, George happens to be a bad offender. He played something at the end of the show yesterday. I don't remember what the hell. He likes sneaking those things in, which bless his soul. It's really cute, but it ain't going to happen no more. Nope. You follow my drift? I'm bad. Good. Well, you won't be bad. You won't nope. be bad too long, okay? Michael Jackson thought he was bad too, but not so more. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ. He was bad. At any rate. In fact, I, I'm not going to get into the specifics because, in fact, I might do the whole show on this today. I'm not going to go into the specifics because I said I wouldn't because they gave me a, I, I asked. I asked for it specifically. I said to uh, Clarence and Doug Duff before the show today about uh, 20 till 10. I said, how come it is? Because because they're nitpicking about a bunch of little uh, stuff. I mean, uh, you know, pencils and uh, paper clips and who's going to pay for this. I mean, that's all these companies, not just Beasley. They're all a bunch of cheap bastards. And I said, well, how come they're worried about nitpicking with stuff like that? But in the meantime, uh, Infinity and just about every other company, Clear Channel, every company that owns more than one uh, half of a radio station in America now is putting down these really tough guidelines because Michael Pollan and the FCC are on a rampage. They're going ape Schmidt. See, I can still say that. Okay. See, that's what I'm talking about. Are if you, you sure? use a little bit of uh, common sense, there are ways to get around this. I'm not going to be playing games with the F-word no more. I mean, screw you is good enough for me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we don't need any F-word uh, references. Until they right? make that illegal, right. Right. Well, screw it when they tell us that it's screw. Now, nail is okay because you have to go out and get your holy nails so you can that's crucify right. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right? So nails are okay, but screw, uh, although mm-hmm. some people out there have a screw loose, which many of our callers. So what if uh, Jesus was screwed to the cross? Well, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to uh, speculate whether Jesus was screwed. Okay, that's a whole different category. And leave it to you to start <laughs> well, that again. See what I mean about him? He can't stop. He can't stop it. Stop it. Nip it in the bud. Ralph Eleven's <laughs> pick. Hey, I'm offended by that. But I think so. All of a sudden, just coincidentally, it must have been my psychic powers. Did you notice the way that went down? Were you sitting in there when yes, I asked of course. about that? Yeah. And Clarence breathlessly says. Oh, well, you know, I was doing that basketball game, so I wasn't here the other day, but but uh, we just got it uh, last night. And, I, and I'm thinking to myself, well, if you just got this list of guidelines from Beasley Broadcasting, for those of us on a year, why haven't you given them to all of us right away? In other words, are you waiting for us to violate something on air or get fined again or lose your license? Why not give it to us all away, uh, right away so we know what the hell we're doing? Why not put the signs on the roads right away when you build the road with a speed limit as opposed to sitting uh, with, uh, you know, in, in under the overpass uh, with Smokey with his radar gun to see how many tickets he can write? And so all of a sudden on the fax machine here came five pages of stuff. And here's their, uh, you know, and of course the part of the problem being here that on most of these radio stations, you don't have anybody. I'm not just talking about QAM. Most of these radio stations, you don't have anybody who's really supervising the situation who understands what these guidelines are. Even the FCC themselves don't understand what they are. I mean, that thing they came out with back in 87. And again, keep in mind, it's the, the thing about local community standards, that doesn't mean anything no more. It used to be that. Now... The FCC considers whether an average adult listener in the U.S. would find the broadcast matter patently offensive, and the FCC will rely on its own expertise in determining the standards of the average adult listener. Well, is there anybody in this audience, is there anybody in the world who can tell me, who can define for me the average adult listener in the U.S. today? No. It's impossible. There is no such thing. And then I love the way it says in here that they will determine for themselves. The FCC will rely on its own expertise. So in other words, uh, you know, whether they agree with you or not, it, it, you, you lose. Because right. they just make it up as they go along. Well, guess what? You're wrong. You thought it was okay, but we decided it wasn't. Says who? Says them. Oh, sorry. But this original thing that came out with 87, where, I'll find it in here somewhere. 
about sexual activity and sexual organs. Where the hell is that? It's in here somewhere. Oh, here it is. In order to be found indecent, the language involved, whether explicit, double entendre, innuendo, or sound effects. See, that's not, I mean, you know, if we can have a farting horse in the Super Bowl, I'm sure we can have a fart on the radio. Well, so that was a problem, too. Must constitute a patently offensive description or depiction of a sex act, organ, or excretory function in determining whether... Uh, that, oh, I went through that again about the uh, average listener. But there it mm -hmm. is. A patently offensive description or depiction of a sex act, organ, or excretory function. Again, they just made this up. They, de they decided this, uh, let's see, 13, 17 years ago, they just made that up. The right. seven dirty words with the George Carlin thing, which is like over 30 years ago. About 30, man. That wasn't good enough. Because this gives them a chance again to continue censoring, which wasn't within their purview in the first place. The FCC wasn't invented to to monitor content on radio. That had nothing to do with the FCC Act of 34, whenever the hell it was. That was strictly to monitor the technical uh, aspect of the of the business, so that people weren't putting on 50, 100,000 watt radio stations and jamming out other signals. That was the purpose of it to monitor uh, technical aspects, not to monitor language and content. They so have no business right. telling people what to say on the air. And just like that bit we play, uh, you know, it's always the children. I want a full investigation. The children, the children. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. The children. As if anybody is going to ever say anything on the air that uh, comes close to what children hear every day. It's just, it's ludicrous. It's just an excuse to censor and to apply to this goody two-shoes, super phony morality, which doesn't exist out there. It, it doesn't exist. There might be some, be some people tell you they, that it exists in their life. Don't believe it. They're right. liars. They're hypocrites. They're I don't believe any of them. Sure they are. I know them. They're, They're liars. full of crap. Don't do as I do, do as I say. That's America today. Don't do as we do, just do as we say. Meantime, they're ripping off the public Halliburton and Bechtel and all their buddies at Enron, all this stuff that's been going down. Cheney doesn't want to give you any of the uh, information about his secret meetings. Uh, Ashcroft is filing these, uh, you know, trying to stick it to the abortion clinics and the doctors and their patients. Don't confuse us with the Constitution. Don't confuse us with the law. Don't confuse us with your rights because this is a new deal now. FDR had his new deal. This is a different new deal. This is the raw deal. Good one. You don't have any rights left. Forget about the Constitution and forget about rights because just like that lunatic, which one was it, the uh, bald-headed one, James, uh, I can't think of his name, Woolsey. Oh. Remember him? No. Remember that thing I read that day many months ago about how, well, if we have another terrorist attack against the U.S., the way of life that Americans have enjoyed oh, in the yeah, yeah, will yeah, be yeah, a thing yeah. of the past, and we'll have to suspend, we'll have to, in other words, martial law and suspend all of our rights. This is what they're just waiting for, you know? Jesus Christ. That's right. Pretty soon, just like they're doing in Iraq... They'll be controlling all the radio stations. They'll put their propaganda on the air. They'll be, uh, you know, having pictures of Bush on round the clock. Instead of Saddam Hussein on the TV, on the test pattern, it'll be the Bushmeister. Maybe once in a while we'll get to see Jeb. And even Laura, what a thought that is. Ooh. Oh, boy. She almost makes Dr. Judy Neen look, well, not, not quite. She's just boring, Laura, you know? Mm -hmm. She has no pizzazz. She's just really very Christian-looking. Yeah, she's perfect. She's perfect for him because she's real boring, doddering Christian. You can't even imagine her doing any kind of a an act. But we know she did. Well, at least twice. With him. We think. Just keep going. Give him the shovel, I didn't say Miguel. Dirty. Just, you're thinking about it though. Well, the thought police are going to come after your guava loving spick ass. I'm telling you that right now. You better just put a lid on it, okay? I don't know what's going to happen when I go on vacation. Preacher. It's all huh? Bible. Bible stories. Well, good. Stick Bible to the religion discussion. stuff, okay? Do not I'm be doing preaching. any eating ass. Do no, not be doing anything me. that has to do with any kind of excretory activity. Hello? Yo, where did he go? 
Are we both out? You're one of the, you're one of the very best when it comes to that religious stuff. Debunk it. Take your Bible and just go on like a preacher. Just pretend you're preacher Jorge, man. I am. I'm changing my name. Just rip them an ass. Oh, and about bottom. Rip them a foggy bottom. Balaam. That's what I would say. Father Balaam. <laughs> right from Galem. Or was it Salem? Let's go burn some witches. What do you say this oh. weekend? Come on. I'll bring the nails. It burns. I'll bring 1058 at 560 WQM. Just keep a lid on him. Get the baseball bat that Josh has got there, Miguel. He's got a baseball bat there. Every once in a while, we have to whack George with it just to calm him down. Knock him down a few pegs. Hey, if you're thinking of buying a new car or truck, if you want to save yourself a whole lot of money, then I invite you to visit Armstrong's Toyota Homestead. You'll find him on US-1, just 20 easy, simple minutes south of the 836. Let me draw you a map. Armstrong's Toyota Homestead is worth the drive no matter where you live because they're going to save you thousands on great new Toyotas. Check out these great prices and unbeatable deals right now. An 04 Corolla loaded, including air that you own for just $12,990. An 04 Camry with air automatic and more, just $16,990. Need a truck? How about an 04 Toyota Tundra, the safest truck in America, from just $14,990? And when you buy your new vehicle at Armstrong's Toyota Homestead, you get a free Sun Pass. This was the first dealer in the area to offer free tires and batteries for life. General Manager David Rich and his staff will do whatever it takes to put you in a new Toyota today. Experience the Armstrong Toyota of Homestead difference. They're locally owned and operated, and they're committed to 100% customer satisfaction. Their service department is even open late weeknights to late to make sure that the service work is done and done right, of course. Conveniently located at US 1 and 293rd Street in Homestead, just 20 easy minutes south of the old 836. So if you're tired, if you're fed up with those mega dealers who overpromise and underdeliver, then you do the right thing. Call David Rich, Toyota of Homestead GM now at 305 242 305-242-3247 for Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead. Drive a little and save a whole lot on that great new Toyota. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Friday, you bastard.
503 at 560. WQM, happy Friday to you. We got the Mad Dog at 2. We got uh, a Hebrew Hammer at 4. Should we start calling that every day, the Hebrew Hammer? <laughs> Hank Goldberg at 4, a 7 o'clock Panther preview. 7.30, Panthers at the Penguins in what should be a gimme two points. The Penguins are like a little girl's team. Eddie K at 10, and Sporting News Radio, which Barry Jackson don't like too much. Too bad, Barry, we don't care from 2 to 6 a.m. because it's cheap and because we lost ESPN and nobody cares anyway because nobody listened to that either, Barry. What are you doing up 2 to 6 in the morning, you idiot? Have Mommy tuck you in. So here's one that says, uh, Bobby Knight, who's got nine votes, and wife beating Bobby Cox. He'd be a good one on there. Bobby Cox will get some votes. And I guess Dave Bliss is right. Jay says the guy who called about Dave Bliss is correct. He belongs on there. He's the one that told his basketball team to lie to cover up the murder of one of his own players. That is correct. It was one of the premier scumbag stories ever. He coached Baylor. It just happened last year. I remember it very well, like it was only yesterday, don't you? I do not. Dave Bliss, okay? I hope he's enjoying wedded bliss, not. Let's see. Here's one. Chris in New York. We already have these on here. Chris, Lawrence Taylor, Ray Carruth. He also says, P.S., I like big asses. Well, congratulations, Chris. I'm real happy for you. And you sure, in America these days, you should have no trouble finding plenty of those all over the place. That's what Clarence said, too. He likes big asses. Rick says, I already donated to Abandoned Pet Rescue, but I'll buy the new CD if and when it comes out. I guess my favorite bit is banned also, if you see K. No, actually, I don't think so. Okay. Do you? I don't think any I mean, that, that's a pretty that's a pretty good stretch. I mean, this business about double entendre, if if you see K is a legitimate uh, a phrase. I don't think you're right? allowed to stretch it anymore. And if, if the people what? I don't think you're allowed to stretch it anymore. Stretch this. And if the people of the commission have that filthy and dirty of a mind that they would uh, have a problem with that, well, I say that's what I say to them. Okay. It says please put that one on the CD of banned bits. I don't think that one's going to be banned. We'll have to have a committee meeting on that. Lastly, I agree with the caller, Carrie or Canada. I'm coming over in a raft made of inner tubes on the Niagara River, maybe in a 51 Chevy truck. <laughs> Where can I find about, about 30, man. steel drums? Good luck to you, Rick. I'll see you. We'll fish you out. When in doubt, we'll fish your ass out. How's that poll coming? Don't forget, 155, the Hot Couples Contest. We'll give you the names of the winners, as we've got well over 10,000 vote on it. Who do you think is the biggest sports scumbag of all time? O.J., nobody can touch you, man, and who the hell would want to? 147. Mike Tyson, 44. Wayne at 26. Pete Rose, 18. George Steinbrenner, 13. Colorado coach Gary Barnett, 11. Jason Williams, 10. Jose Consucco, 10. Bobby Knight, 9. Ray Carruth, 7. Daryl Strawberry, 5. Kobe Bryant, 4. Cecil Collins, 4. Ray Lewis got 4. Lawrence Taylor, 3. Michael Irvin, a pair. Woody Hayes, a pair. None yet for Steve Howard, Bobby Knight. And we got a couple more going on there like Dave Bliss, right? Right. Right. Get with it. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Wireless line. After sanctioning more than twenty seven hundred gay marriages in the past week, the city of San Francisco said yesterday it's suing the state of California, challenging its ban on same sex marriages on constitutional grounds. Two judges already are considering challenges from conservative groups seeking to halt the marriage spree that began last Thursday. The city's lawsuit asked that those cases be consolidated into one case. The city's asking Superior Court Judge James Warren to declare unconstitutional two sections of the California Family Code that define marriage as a union between a man and a woman. City officials want the judge to determine if re, uh, restricting same-sex couples from marrying violates the equal protection and due process clauses of the California Constitution, which, by the way, that's exactly what happened here in Canada and Ontario. I just mentioned that in passing. Of course, that ain't Canada, but nevertheless. 
Acting to further the equal protection of non-discriminatory ideologies, San Francisco went to court. But on the same day, the New York City clerk disregarded not only constitutional principles, but also existing state statutes by refusing marriage licenses to same-sex couples. Unlike California law, New York matrimonial law does not restrict marriage licenses to persons of the opposite sex in view of leading legal authorities. A 1997 report published jointly by three committees of the Association of the Bar of the City of New York and endorsed by the Association's Committee on Matrimonial Law concluded New York's current domestic relations law is gender neutral. They concluded that marriage licenses can and should be issued now to same-sex couples under existing law. A supplemental joint committee report by the Association in 2001 reaffirmed this uh, conclusion. Mayor Dick Daly in Chicago says he has no problem with it in his town. Bring it on. They'll marry everybody and anybody. But not the Bushmeister, because the even I got a great story from the unctuous Sung Young Moon's Washington Times. Evangelical is frustrated by Bush. He ain't going far enough. And they're threatening to stay home in the November. Speaking of the Bushmeister, we've got a great, and of course all the other stuff that's going on with the Jesus movie, we've got a great picture of the Last Supper right there with uh, Sharon Stone. Right. Right underneath or above or in between. Right, the last You can see the Last Supper, November 2nd, 2004, as the Bushmeister says, Bye, bye, bye! Looking very much like Jesus with a different puss. It's a beautiful thing. And we can only pray that mm-hmm. it comes to, uh, I'm comes, praying. comes about. WQAM, hello. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm calling from Toronto about this gay marriage thing. It's getting on my nerves. You guys are just screwing it all up. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, we don't, we don't, we passed it. It's cool with us. Nobody right. cares. Why is it? Well, don't us? say you guys. Don't say it. I had nothing to do with it. No, but I'm saying I was just, I just came home from Florida yesterday. Right. Or the day before, rather. And I was there for like 11 days and it's on the news, San Francisco, New York, every state, every city. Nobody likes it. Who cares? Right. Your president's right. screwing up the country. He's worried about what people are doing in their bedrooms. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. I say let's bring back Jean Chrétien is what I say. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, I think Neil should move here permanently. He's complaining about censorship. Yeah, he's but. thinking about it. Thanks, sweetheart. Okay. See you at the Eaton Center. I'll be eating at the Eaton Center. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. I'll be sure and tell Neil about that. Okay. Okay. Be sure and tell. Him. Stop screwing. Call it up. from Toronto, eh? Well, that's great. That's she was eleven days in Florida and she survived it. Congratulations, sweetheart. Don't uh, do it again though. She Don't stay there too long. It'll rot your mind. WQAM, hello. Yeah, I'd like to add a name to the poll. Yes, sir. Uh, Roberto Alomar, scumbag that spit in an umpire's face when he didn't agree with the call. John Hirschbeck. Yeah. Okay, Pally, you got it. Roberto Alomar. He don't like him because of them rumors about him, I think. But nevertheless, let's get him on there. Roberto Alomar. He threw a mean spitter, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Ooh, wait a minute. Isn't that excretory sure, activity? Sure is. You didn't he hear is. that, folks. You just didn't hear that right now. I mean, that's how silly all this business is. And like I said, and I don't want to gloss this over because we ought to spend at least 20, 30, 40 hours on this in the days to come. Uh, we don't really have anybody in that radio station who understands anything about talk radio. That's number one. And number two, they certainly don't understand all the nuance. And, and I'm not knocking them because who could? Who could really understand the nuances of these dictums from the FCC and the various corporations that are trying to satisfy them? And uh, it's impossible. You know, it, it's like I said, it's like building a, gi- a giant superhighway. And not putting up any speed limit signs. It's obviously designed so that they it's can have a car. It's designed as a trap. Whatever. Okay. Right. That's right. It's designed as a trap. Oh, we got you. We're going to find you. And, right. of course, those who would dare criticize the government, criticize the Bushmeister and his band of Nazis, well, those are those of us. So you better be- believe on this show we're going to be really towing the line. Yes, sir. Cleverly and entertainingly, but we're going to be towing the old line. 
And by the way, if you do see Kay, uh, send her my regards. Live and local. This is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. Watching Dwight Lauderdale talking about how bums are stealing 95 guard rail when suddenly with a bulletin to dish up onto the screen came his partner and Bishop. She said this just in to eyewitness news. It's Governor Martinez and the two lives crew will have more details coming up at 530. He pulled them from the stores because they so dirty. They're so dirty. Oh, they're so dirty. Oh, they're so dirty. They curse all the time. Oh, they're so dirty. So, so, so dirty. Oh, they're so dirty. They curse all the time. Bob had heard the album, and he was appalled. He said, thank you, Janet Reno. I'm glad that you called. We've got to take a stand against this dirty rhyme. Besides, it's really close to election time. His Broward judge friend said, I will not fail ya. We'll censor any mention of genitalia. Yes. Selling sex to kids going through puberty. The two live crew, yeah, they so dirty. Oh, they're so dirty. Oh, they're so dirty. Oh, they're so dirty. They curse all the time. Oh, they're so dirty. So, so, so dirty. Oh, they're so dirty. They curse all the time. He kicked crap a butt to show he had guts. Though most of the people said, this guy is a putz. He rid the land of that noise pollution. Even though it went against the Constitution. And what did Luke do during all of this job? Sold 10,000 more copies at $12.95. He bought a brand new Mercedes. It's really pretty driving it to the bank. Cause he's so dirty. Oh, they're so dirty. Oh, they're so dirty. Oh, they're so dirty. They curse all the time. Oh, they're so dirty. So, so, so dirty. Oh, they're so dirty. They curse all the time. We're dirty. It's 1117 and we're proud of it. Just take your radio and put it in a bunch of uh, palm olive, okay? It's soaking in it. Oh, no. Poor Jan. She's dead. Anyway... I'm just reading a little part of this because I don't want to read the whole thing on the air because it's really nobody's business and Clarence will get all upset. But anyway, uh, in evaluating programming dealing with human sexuality, Beasley Broadcast Group employees are expected to consider the co composition and expectations of the audience likely to be listening to a particular program and the context in which sensitive material is presented. Now, do you think that the people likely to be listening to this program are looking for a goody-two-shoes show? No. No. Well, so there you go. I mean, of course, that's not the end of it, but but it's all over the place. It's all contradictory, and basically, they've put the fear of God, the fear of Michael and those big, gigantic, heaving powels into the uh, brain of everybody who was involved in any way. Even the janitor's nervous. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I know. Everybody is peeing in their pants. He can't because now the they saw that flap <laughs> on the Super Bowl, and now we have to like take a big. We were already taking gigantic steps into the Stone Age anyway. Right. But now we have to go back into the pre-radio and TV day before they were even invented. Even Marconi's embarrassed. He doesn't know whether he wants to go through with it again, whether it's even worthwhile. And the thing about cable, the reason I keep reading that story is because just stop and think of the implications of that. Cable and satellite. Right. 
which which are not over the broadcast airwaves owned by the uh, public, supposedly. Correct. It's a wire. It, it's it's in the air. It's out there. It's like breathe, pretty soon they'll have a you'll have to have a license to breathe the fresh air. And if you like fart in public, <coughs> then you're going to get fined for that too. That's excretory activity. Excretory activity, man, and very objectionable. If you ask me, especially in an elevator, or at Publix. So what the hell are we talking about here, man? When are you people going to wake up and sniff it and realize that? I mean, it, nip it in the bud. If you don't do it in November, you'll never, ever have another opportunity. I guarantee you that. You'll never have another chance to do it again because by the time, even when they throw the rascals out, by that time it'll be too late. <laughs> rascals. The rascals. Am I going to say bastards? But you no. say it. I'm not going to say bastards. I'm not going to say that anymore. And they're not no. young rascals either. I'm not going to say throw the sons of bitches out. I'm certainly no. not going to say that. Can you do use the initials? Can you say S-O-B? The, no. Oh. Talking about South Beach. S-O-B. Beach. Sobe. <laughs> Evangelicals frustrated by, so be it. Evangelicals frustrated by Bush. This is that article from the Sung Myung Moon's Washington Times, so it's not from some liberal uh, rag. It's from a right-wing rag. President Bush left several million evangelical voters on the table four years ago and again is having trouble energizing Christian conservatives, prominent leaders on the religious right, say. It's not just economic conservatives upset by runaway federal spending that he's having trouble with. I think his biggest problem will be social conservatives who are not motivated to work for the ticket and to ensure their fellow Christians get to the polling booth, said Robert H. Knight, director of the Culture and Family Institute. You notice how every right-wing group, it's the Family Research Council, the American Family Association, and now the Culture and Family Institute. If there is a rerun of 2000, when an estimated 6 million fewer evangelical Christians voted in the pivotal year of 94 then the Bush ticket will be in trouble, especially if there's no Nader alternative to draw Democratic votes away from the Democratic candidate, added Mr. Knight, whose organization is an affiliate of Concerned Women for America, the CWA. Their list of grievances is long, but right now social conservatives are mad over what many consider the president's failure to strongly condemn illegal homosexual marriages being performed in San Francisco under the authority of Mayor Gavin Newsom. That S.O.B. Top religious rights activists have been burning up the telephone line, sharing what one privately called their apoplexy over Mr. Bush's failure to act decisively on the issue, although he has said he would support a constitutional amendment if necessary to ban same-sex marriages. That's just not enough. I am just furious over what's going on in California and over what the president's not doing in California, a prominent evangelical leader confided. He says he's troubled. He should be outraged. If he's troubled, he should pick up the phone and call Arnold and tell him we want action against the rogue mayor who's breaking the law. They can't possibly guarantee a large turnout of evangelical Christian voters if he does not do what is morally right and take leadership on this issue as he did the war in Iraq, said CWA President Sandy Rios. She echoed other conservative leaders in blaming White House political advisors and not the president himself for the failure to move forcefully against San Francisco's civil disobedience. But the veteran activist and radio host said Mr. Bush could pay a steep price in November for following his strategist's bad advice. All right. which we say, oh. good. The strength of this president is in his convictions, but are, and he ought to be convicted. But our people do not admire his indecision and lack of leadership on an issue so basic as the sanctity of marriage, Mrs. Rios be saying. Religious conservatives helped Ronald Reagan win the presidency in the 80s and have helped Republicans retake the House and Senate in 94, but complain they've had little to show for their loyalty to the GOP. Wait to hear who they quote next. Hang out of your seat tight. I'm, strapped I'm in. not blaming the president, but religious conservatives have been doing politics for 25 years and on every front are worse off on things that they care about, said Gary Bauer, <gasps> president of American Values. That little Nazi bastard, Gary Bauer. Well, no relation to Hank or what? Papa Bauer or Johnny Bauer. The gay rights, and that's Hank Bauer, not uh, okay. Hebrew Hank. 
The gay rights movement is more powerful. The culture is more decadent. The life of not one baby's been saved. Porn is in the living room, and you can't watch the Super Bowl without your hand on the off switch, without your hand on it. Religious rights leaders say their constituents aren't likely to defect to the Democrats. What is at issue here? Will our folks be AWOL? Oh, what an interesting word. Uh-huh. Whoa. Will our folks be AWOL when it comes time for the election because they're not energized and motivated, said Family Research Council President Tony Perkins. I love his pancake houses, but I'm not too crazy about Tony. Social conservatives coalesce around strong leadership. That's what, the motiv what motivates and energizes them. And on their core issues, the leadership from the White House is not there right now. Conservative Christian concerns with the White House leadership extend beyond homosexuality, pornography, and abortion to issues of art, education, and law. Sadie Fields, a Bush supporter and a Christian coalition activist, says she's heard grumbles that Mr. Bush stood aside while the man he nominated for a federal appeals court appointment, Alabama Attorney General Bill Pryor, prosecuted that state's popular Chief Justice Roy Moore. Mr. Moore, of course, was forced from office after filing a federal court order to remove that Ten Commandments monument from the rotunda of Alabama State Judicial Building. Yada, yada, yada. So there, in other words, no matter how far he goes to the right, it still ain't good enough. And even if he goes and sees that, and of course, keep in mind that uh, these are the born-again Christians, and it might come as a shock to that Midwestern guy that called the show yesterday, who probably was a phony anyway, but it may come as a shock to him. But the uh, born-again Christians aren't going to be all that crazy about this Jesus movie. It's a Catholic thing. Am I right? Yep. It's a Catholic thing. And keep in mind what they said at Bob Jones University about those idol-worshipping Catholics. Oh, I know. Oh, no, you're wrong, Neil. You just say that as if you really believe it, that the Protestants hate the Catholics Christians and everybody hate. hates the Jews. WQAM, hello. Not there. Shame on you, man. You're going to burn in hell for that. WQAM, hello. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good, Pally. That's uh, good. I got uh, two for your poll there. Okay. I think Marv Albert might be on there. Yeah, but we don't want to do broadcasters. Somebody suggested Mo. We're talking about jocks, you know, people oh. either who are owners or players or, you know, the jock okay, crowd. Okay, well, how about a former owner of the Texas Rangers, George W. Bush? That's I like that. He might yeah, get O. He might give OJ a run for his money. That's oh, good. You got to figure. You got to figure. He's he's murdered more people than OJ. Look at Iraq. Not even close. You're right. Yeah. All right. Have a good one, Pally. Good point, Pally. Thank you, George W. Put him on here, okay? Let these people vent. He'll pass OJ like he's uh, laying prone, like mm -hmm. he just stumbled there in the airport. Well, it's them bad knees, you know. He can play a lot of golf, but he has a hell of a lot of trouble running through that airport. He said when he runs, it hurts. WQAM, hello. How you doing, Pally? Okay, Pally. All right, all right. I want to ask somebody there. Is uh, Lawrence Phillips. I think he's on there. Oh, is it? Oh, all right. All right, have a good one. Hey, and by the too. way, uh, by the way, uh, Mo Howard David is a bitch. Okay, thanks. No, Lawrence Phillips is not on there. Lawrence Taylor's on there. Lawrence Phillips. He'll move way up that thing. How could we forget him? Out of sight, out of mind. Well, I know how I did. Lawrence Phillips. Well, that's because you don't, you're just not into this jock. You better get with jock. Sorry. And you better start learning a lot more about the athletic subculture, mister, before it's too late. Well, now that I know that there's all these sex parties and gang rapes, see, that didn't tell not me that Not anymore. Aw, oh, damn it, I missed it. No, too late. You just, you just came in right after, right after the deadline. See, we didn't do any of that kind of because stuff. Because starting the, uh... today, before the weekend, we better nip it in the bud right now, before the weekend. No more of these wild sex parties. No more of these boozing up <laughs> on campus. No more of these things. In fact, no more sex, period, unless you have like a yellow permission slip from the White House, directly from Carl Rove and John Ashcroft. That must just it? be for the uh, like football and the real macho sports thing. Because when I was in track, uh, Hockey. You know, we didn't have any of that kind of Hockey. stuff going on. Hockey, right. Baseball. Sure. Basketball. The macho Basketball. Sports. You got it. But not like track and field. Now, do we get Lawrence that. Phillips on there and George W. Bush? Yes. Good. 
Don't forget to join Joe and Mark today, noon to 2 at the Verizon Wireless, located inside Wireless for You at 13673 Southwest 26th Street in Miami. Stop by to win T-shirts and some heat tickets. Anybody interested in that? No. Well, go by and see whoever's there. Probably it's going to be, um, oh, it's Joe and Mark. Well, they're worth going and seeing. Certainly not Scott, but Joe and Mark are worth going and saying hi to. In fact, when you look at Joe Costello, say, hey, Joe, you looked uh, just like what Howard Dean did about 30 years ago. We're Sports Radio 560, QAM. She flew away to Tijuana, where the moon is blue. The moon is blue. But with our right-wing censorship, there are words that mustn't slip to truly tell you how I feel for Kay. So, if you see Kay in Tijuana, I'll see you in Tijuana, too. Thirty at five sixty. There's nothing wrong with that. Nope. I'm telling you right now that is my uh, absolute. I'm adamant on that. Okay. I mean, if, if when the day comes in America when you can't say if you see K, then that's that's it. That's the time to pack up, just uh, hop on the old banana boat and head and, for uh, La Republica Dominicana or Toronto. even Haiti, maybe helping clean things up down there. Yeah. Although I wouldn't do it right now. This is a great column you just faxed me. Of course, you only faxed me parts, so I went online That's to SFGate. Okay, huh? I knew you could. Well, I printed the whole thing out because it's, it's long, but I'm going to read it anyway. A lot of reading today. That's the way it goes because I'm really whipped up into an apoplectic frenzy. Not, not really. Oh, In fact, just to good. give you a little background of what happened this morning, I want you to know that I was the one who initiated because I said, how come, and, and again, it started over like paper clips and nuts and bolts and uh, minor things like that, and like, you know, cutting, Beasley's looking to cut expense here and cut there and cut back on this. And I said to Clarence, I said, well, how come they're worried nitpicking about little stuff like that, penny-ante crap, when everybody else in the business is concerned about this crackdown by the FCC and worried about covering their ass on their license and making sure that we uh, watch our P's and Q's and uh, F's and uh, whatever? They said, oh, well, guess what? They just, uh, you know, we just got it. Of course, I didn't have it yet, and if I wouldn't have brought it up, I probably still wouldn't have it. You think that Moe and Geldy had it this morning? No. You think that Joe Rose had it? No. See, to allow people to go on the air and when you don't know what the rules are, that, that's unacceptable. And I've been trying to tell them that the longest damn time. They don't get it because these people aren't broadcasters. They're not even close to being broadcasters. you got a guy walking around in a very expensive suit, you know, going like that, and he's a broadcaster. I mean, you know, the fact that a lot of other people have made him look very good and very respectable so he can have his sports bar with a microphone, more power to him. I'm happy for him, you know, and all those millions. Because when you take away all those millions, what you got left, is it with them or without them, it's still the same thing. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. No. Anyway, you can't say. Mark Morford, the San Francisco gig columnist, has got a great column here. Uh, and thanks whoever faxed this, because otherwise I never would have seen it. You can't see it all, right? Right. Is your religion unsanitary? Is God telling you to love war, loathe gays, restrict women? Join the godless throngs now. <laughs> this is great. Is your God really, really angry right now? 
Is your God telling you, like it tells G.W. Bush every night, that your unwanted, unprovoked, ultra-violent war against a nearly defenseless nation is not only justified and righteous, but is his deepest wish, with a capital H? And does your religion tell you, like it tells so many of the Christian right, that homosexuals are a dire threat to humankind and should be stopped at all costs before the so-called gay agenda sneaks into the playground and the drinking water and the SpongeBob scripts and starts covertly converting our blessed, innocent, hetero children to a life of sin? Or maybe it instructs that gay people are simply misled, morally derailed by a hunky, leather-clad Satan with great hair and Prada sandals, and despite that sad fact, they're still all God's children, and therefore should be pitied and patronized and helped over their sickness. Is your religion telling you that women who dare to control their own bodies and sexual reproductive power should be shut down and restricted by legislation and deep guilt and electroshock therapy, like Sheridan, and the doctors who treat them in prison if not beaten with sticks and set on fire? Or maybe you say, no, it's not like that at all. It's much milder and nicer than that. Maybe your religion, like the carefully spoon-fed religion of millions of Americans, is quieter, calmer, a little more numbly sinister. Maybe your religion, like so many modern incarnations of dogma, is telling you simply to have faith. Does this sound familiar? Maybe it's telling you not to think too much about the horrors and complexities and odd sexual orientations of the world, that they're simply too ugly and debauched and convoluted to really understand for mere mortals, and if you just leave it up to God and let Him sort it all out, everything will be fine. This is the church line. It's worked for centuries. It's still working today. God has a plan, after all. This is what they say. He has an incredibly obtuse and impossibly dense master blueprint that explains all the war and death and burned babies in Iraq, all the cancer and animal cruelty, and Lynn Cheney. And are you just and you are just too small and unevolved to possibly understand or do anything about it, right? Well, no, because if it is, if your religion is telling you any of these things, you might want to reconsider your options. You might want to consider dumping the whole thing and becoming one of the outcasts one among the godless throngs, one of the spiritually inquisitive, one of the sacredly self-defined. You might wish to radically change your perspective and your worldview to forego the doctrines and the pious gooey safety net of a sanctimonious religion that pretends to know all the answers but go it alone, figure it out for yourself before it's too late, end up uh, shriveled and miserable and dead. As the saying goes, it's never too late to have a happy karma. That great genius heretic Joseph Campbell summed it up best when he said, the wicked thing about both the little and the great collective faiths, prehistoric and historic, is that they all, without exception, pretend to hold encompassed in their ritualized mythologies all of the truth ever to be known. They are therefore cursed, and they curse all who accept them, with what I should call the error of the found truth, or in mythological language, the sin against the Holy Ghost. They set up against the revelations of the Spirit the barriers of their own petrified belief, and therefore, within the band of their control, mythology as they shape it, serves the end only of binding potential individuals to whatever systems of sentiments may have seemed to be the shapers of the past, now sanctified as saints, sages, ancestors, or even gods, to be appropriate to their concept of a great society. See? Even according to our finest minds, major religion is just terribly unhealthy, excruciatingly limiting, causes brain polyps, perspective warts, fear blisters, hate rashes, sanctimony drip, chronic nose-picking. Of course, it must be noted that there are millions who believe in a gentle form of organized religion, a tolerant, forgiving Christian God, persons who are warm and open-minded and who don't ever attempt to shove their beliefs down anyone's throat. They're kind and selfless and practice their beliefs quietly, tenderly, in their own non-toxic way. This is glorious and good. This is not the slightest problem. This is, in fact, to be encouraged. But sadly, these people are strongly overshadowed, publicly overpowered by the far more outspoken and well-organized religious fire-breathers who attempt to set the spiritual agenda for America and delineate what actions we can take and what kind of sex we can have and whom we can and cannot love. It is these karmically scrunched people whom we are now working to save, and it is the call of any true patriotic, open-minded American to come to the aid of the misinformed and the lost. You know who you are. 
It is not a pill, this radical change you might now wish to undertake. It is not a program. It's not a series of eight-minute power workouts on VHS or a stack of subliminal mediation CDs you play while napping and dreaming of Donald Rumsfeld baking blueberry pies in a rubber chicken suit. It is not a class or a book or a series of daily affirmations you stick on the fridge and check off every time you suck down a yogurt drink or sneak a cookie. It is merely a choice, a decision to drop the dead weight of a dead book from the spinning modern kaleidoscope of your ever-evolving id and see what happens. Letting go, declenching, letting the spiritual blood flow is half the battle. Dumping stagnant doctrine and tired and uh, tired pa patriarchal notions does not mean you must immediately pick up another system to replace it. You want a new worldview? You want a fresh, unbounded ideology as flexible and porous as you are? Simply start looking inward at the one true God of the self and what a gift it is. It is a perspective slap. It's a chokehold on spiritual timidity. It's a radical peeling back of falling away, an explosion, karmic whiplash, a massive transformational belch. <laughs> and it is desperately needed right now. Ask yourself this. What would happen if you suddenly turned around and said you don't believe in that sneering, angry God anymore or in that specific, nasty interpretation of Bible verse? What would happen if you said, hey, you know what? Life is simply way too short to think that this is all there is and that the church has all the answers or that I just can't read the Bible as this profound, curious, literary, mythological funkorama full of sex and blood and death and random acts of kindness and not take it all so damn seriously or literally because that's when the trouble starts? Why, furthermore, must I think that if there is a God, he must be, well, a male and an angry, misogynistic, homophobic Republican male at that, one with a thing for guns and trucks and repressed Catholic priests? Why can I not say reignite the feminine divine in this exhausted, macho world? Would that really be so horrible, so confusing? Could it possibly be worse than now with all the hate and fear and pious finger-pointing? The answer is shockingly clear. You can. It's not too late. You can heed the call, make the change, intervene today in a hardcore religious person's desperate life, present them with a new way, a fresh path, introduce them to their own personal Jesus themselves. You can teach them to be one of the heathen, godless throngs of America, the happily self-defined, the spiritually adventurous, unafraid to take on a deeply felt, difficult, messy, gorgeous type of individual spirituality, independent of dogma and screed, and a scowling, bearded father figure who pulls strings at random and builds monster warehouses of guilt and dread in your heart like some sort of dour Walmart. It's never too late. Is it, it is your choice. Won't you join us? What a good article by Mark Morford in the San Francisco Gate today. That's Ain't a that bunch good? of secular humanist claptrap. <laughs> exactly. That's why I like it. It was great. How's that poll coming? Well, let's take a look. And don't forget, 155, don't let me forget. No, that will really, uh, put us in a real pickle. Drum roll occasion. Who do you think is the biggest sports scumbag of all time? We're talking about players, owners, jock. O.J. Simpson, 195, Mike Tyson, 62, H. Wayne Hyfinger, 32, Pete Rose, uh, 24, George Steinbrenner, 16, Colorado coach, or soon-to-be former coach, Gary Barnett, he's got 14, Jason Williams, 13, Bobby Knight, 13, Ray Carruth has got uh, a dozen, George W. Bush just went on there, he's got 10 already, he's going to go zooming up there, Ray Lewis, 9, Daryl Strawberry, 8, Kobe Bryant, 8, Cecil Collins, 5, Lawrence Taylor, 4, Michael Irvin, 2, Bobby Knight's got a pair, a big pair. Shut up, Bobby. Dave Bliss, two. Woody Hayes has got uh, two. Steve Howe, one. None yet for Lawrence Phillips or Roberto Alomar or Bobby Cox out of 454 votes. Man, a lot of pressure. The pressure is building. Can you feel it? Let's send a few of those to Michael Powell while we're at it. This is your brain. Any questions? Get a towel for Michael Powell. The sight of Janet's teeth takes a power. 
and dignities heed that now the FCC will save his soul from nudity on the TV. If it was not for his daddy, he would not be there. So now he has to care about what's on the air. Keep it in the Stone Age, put your burka on today, and watch TV the Saudi Pax American way. Get a tower for Michael Power. Absolutely. The sight of Janet's teeth makes him power. Justifying his position that he got through nepotism, what a spoiled incompetent squirt. <laughs> I want a full investigation. The children, the children. What about the children, the children, the children? I want a full investigation. The children, the children. What about the children, the children, the children? What about the children? Michael Powell want to know where to move that. Drop the foul about a gal, little teeth cat. He don't want you to ever see that. Or to do, or to think, or to say crap. And I'm qualified to spoil the bitch brat. Got the gig as a gift from his old man. did you say? 11.44, 16 before noon at 560 WQM. Joan says, uh, what you know about basketball. You're right, Joan. I don't know. And then maybe that's why I couldn't do that play-by-play uh, -play in a basketball game. Or it was a high school game. I didn't know the names of no players. Very strange dream. But then again, it's a very strange radio station. Alan Iverson is an excellent choice. Thanks, Joan. Also, uh, somebody unsigned says, Bill Romanowski ranks among the worst. Violent offender, a fraud, a racist, steroid-using scum of an athlete. Bill Romanowski, got it? Got it. And here's a fact that says, Hiya, Pally. I have two things and gripping it tight. Can I write that? or uh, No, I can't write that no more. Um, it says, What's going on at the University of Colorado? Is all that's wrong with semi-pro, I mean college football? The coach condones the behavior, and the jocks stand by side by uh, side by side with Oh, yeah, that was really something, the uh, 16 jocks that came and had their own press conference yesterday. Oh, he's a wonderful guy. Never stole a freight train. He's my leader. Uh, yeah, right. It says, Pathetic. I hope he's fired. Oh, he will be. I'm curious, when is some right-wing fascist senator or congressman going to float the prohibition balloon? It's coming. It says, can I say that? No, you can't, and see you at the border. You can't say coming either. Even in the movies, you can't say coming attractions. Yes. That's a double entendre, you know. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. Don't forget, George, tomorrow morning, 10 to noon, at the Bass Pro Outlet, located off I-95 and Griffin Road. Stop by to win uh, Bass Pro gift cards and other QM uh, chintzy prizes. I'll be In fact, we're going to have to cut back on those chintzy prizes right. because, let's face it, our budget is shrinking <coughs> faster than uh, Greg's finger. something more valuable to offer than chintzy prizes. What's that? The wisdom of the Bible. For free. At Bass Pro Outlet? Yeah, indeed, sure. <laughs> okay, George is going to be preaching to the choir. 
He's going to be ministering for you. No extra charge. Ministering and administering. All right. He will accept all donations, by the way. He'll have a small plate. Praise the Lord. In his head. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How are you? Like Don Zimmer, he'll have a steel plate in his head. Good. How are you doing? Good. Good. Um, did you check out the uh, Sunseno yesterday in, 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 um, in the lifestyle section? What did uh, I miss? Page uh, 3E. Uh, the Sunseno is talking about censorship, this, censorship, that. There's a girl there showing her, her breast, basically. Oh, yeah, somebody mentioned that, yeah. Somebody called in yesterday about that. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, you better burn all the copies, man, whatever you do. Burn <laughs> them now. And don't let I them will. fight them in your house. Good luck to you, Pally. See ya. Yeah, somebody called in yesterday about that, a booby in the Sun Sentinel. Mm -hmm. Don't tell Michael Powell about that, even though the FCC has no jurisdiction over newsprint yet. Yes. Over the books you read yet. yet. He can't deal with it, but we can get John Ascroft to come in to, like, subpoena the records from your library and your newspaper people. Let's see. Oh, Brian Blades, what an excellent choice. How could we forget? Also, the dog killer in the bedroom sneak. Well, we got Cecil Collins on there and also Jason Williams. We got those two. But we did forget Brian Blades. Thanks, Gene. Good old Gene, one of our regular faxers. Very creative. 5670560. I mean, the uh, the goyishing up of America, it's just uh, really scary what's going on right now, whether you want to believe this stuff or not. I mean, whatever you want to believe, that's what I've always said to you. Fine. Have a good time. But don't start pushing on everybody else, and don't use it as an excuse to uh, spew hate. But, boy, this crowd we got now and this this whole Mel Gibson thing, what a Oh, you should have seen, speaking of Deborah Norville, I saw a little bit of that last night. I mean, somebody's got to watch that. I guess. She had she had on the usual, you know, the belief that she had some rabbi who was sucking up to Mel Gibson, probably got a, the hots for him. And then she had uh, this other guy who was like, you know, another with a, a schmat on his an Orthodox Jew who was just decrying the whole thing, and Mel Gibson's father in the comments. And Deborah Norville was having a nervous break. I guess the rabbi, the other guy, was just there as a prop because she didn't let him say ten words when I was watching. The guy that she disagreed with, she was just foaming. Well, Mel said this, and Mel, I think she's the one who got the odds for Mel Gibson because oh, she no. was just uh, em psychotic, screaming and carrying on like a lunatic. Well, he didn't say that. He didn't do that. Yeah. Well, you know, some of this bear is talking about again. I read the article yesterday about his daddy and that thing that's going to be on Monday night. On Oh, in fact, the guy, you know who the guy was? Steve Feuerstein. Fuhrer? That's the name of the guy who uh, did the interview on WSNR New York. It's going to be on Monday and Wednesday at 10 p.m. in New York. Ach, du lieber. That was the guy. Anyway, Mel Gibson, even even as he uh, has sought to quell charges that his movie, The Passion of Christ, is anti-Semitic, his 85-year-old father discounted the idea that millions of Jews died in the Holocaust and said Jews were trying to take over the world. It all may not be all fiction, but most of it is Hutton Gibson said of the Holocaust in a radio interview that will air Monday night. Now, we had this story yesterday, but there's some more crap in here. It's worth mentioning again, in case anybody missed it, as part of the big hype. They're, they're $25 million this guy's going to make up. Well, he put up $25 million of his own money. Yeah, great. And he's going to double it. Coming only days before the opening of his son's film, February 25th, as Wednesday, Hutton Gibson's comments inflamed the debate of whether the film will foment anti-Semitic hatred. Critics of the Passion, including some Catholic scholars, have said it blames Jews for killing Jesus and caricatures them as bloodthirsty. You know those bloodthirsty Jews, don't you? All of them. Mel Gibson denies that and recently agreed to remove the blood curse lines from the Gospel of Matthew, often interpreted to blame all Jews for all time for Jesus' killing. See, it, it just... <laughs> I don't know what to be more upset about, the, the Janet Booby or this stuff, you know? Right. I mean, even even the foaming at the mouth William Donahue from the Catholic League who was on with Imus this morning, even he, and he was just rabid as he usually is, 
But even he said that anybody would go to uh, this, this business about blaming people for their uh, predecessor's sins or whatever is insanity. Sure. Even he said that as he was foaming, as he was wiping the spittle off of his chin. <laughs> A spokesman for Icon, the filmmaker's production company, A. Larry Ross, said that Hutton Gibson had no influence on the making of The Passion of the Christ or in the thinking of his son, who doesn't share those particular views. Ross said Mel Gibson stuck by what he told ABC's Diane Sawyer in the interview aired Monday. That's my father, okay, I love him, he said. If they're going to try and drive a wedge in here, it ain't going to happen. Of course, he didn't. So he did, to the best of my knowledge, he didn't uh, disavow any of those uh, comments from no, his father. No, he just said, don't go there, girlfriend. Yeah, right. Steve Feuerstein, host of the syndicated radio talk show, Speak Your Peace, or Wear Your Peace, that's the one Mo likes, said he interviewed Hutton Gibson three times since Monday. Portions of the interviews will be broadcast locally on WSNR New York 620 Monday and Wednesday at 10 p.m. He was totally cognizant of everything he was saying, Feuerstein said. This man has an agenda. That's the bottom line. Hutton Gibson of Somerville, West Virginia, is a self-described leader in the ultra-traditionalist Catholic sect. Now, that's the one that Mel just joined, I think we ought to mention. Yes. He's a traditionalist, a sect, a cult, and his daddy is a leader in the ultra-traditionalist Catholic sect that rejects reforms of the Second Vatican Council, including the Church's renunciation of the notion of Jews as culpable for the death of Jesus. According to the transcripts of the interview, he also blamed Jews for everything from the Roman persecution of early Christians to fomenting the Russian Revolution to orchestrating an international banking conspiracy. He urges someone to go out and hang Federal Reserve Chairman Alan Greenspan, who just happens to be Jewish. Mel Gibson's defenders denounced the interview yesterday as part of the whole hit-and-run and search-and-destroy mission by Gibson's enemies in the words of William Donahue, president of the Catholic League for Religious and Civil Rights, who is as rabid as a raccoon in the woods. The president of the company that speaks, that distributes Speak Your Peace called yesterday for a boycott of all Gibson's films. His actions speak louder than his words, said Zeph Brenner, a rabbi who is president and executive producer of the Manhattan-based Talkline Communications Network, America's largest syndicator of Jewish programming. Oi! He could come out and say, I love my father, but I disagree with his views. He didn't do that. Most Jewish leaders have a relatively muted in their reaction because they know their place. On the one hand, he's Hutton Gibson, a classical anti-Semite who's full of conspiracy theories and hate and perversion, said Abraham Foxman, executive director of the ADL. But Foxman said it would be unfair to ascribe Hutton Gibson's views to his son. There are examples of parents who are bigots and children who are not and vice versa. So who knows? Yahweh? Nobody said? Huh? That's what they say in China. Still, the father's remarks may help explain why Mel Gibson has not gotten Jewish concerns, Foxman said. I've been saying all along I don't believe he's an anti-Semite, Foxman said of Mel. I think he just doesn't get it. Just like Greg Reed, he just doesn't get it. All this gives a partial explanation of why. If he was raised hearing all these things about Jews, it would be difficult for him to comprehend that which hurts us and pains us, said Rabbi, uh, Mr. Uh, whatever his name is, Foxman, as he was eating his halavah. Hey, when the hell is Purim already? It's uh, in March? Right. March 7th. Is that correct? I believe so. No. Fourth, seventh, something like that. Form is coming. Get the home and ready, okay? That's the wish of this dietary Jew. On oh, a little bit more on this. I don't want to dwell on this more than two, three, four more hours. Coming soon to a synagogue near you, the passion, the counteroffensive. This is in the uh, Daily News today. Jewish groups across New York City are gearing up for the premiere of Mel Gibson's movie with sermons, forums, and press conferences on the death of Christ. Their aim is to fight any suggestion that Jews two millennia ago and today are responsible for Jesus' crucifixion, as if what difference does it make? Because if that was part of the game plan, if it wasn't for somebody doing it, then there wouldn't be no Christianity anyway, and nobody would be going to heaven. It was God's plan. Right, that was the plan. So whoever helped along, they ought to be a thank you. Somebody ought to say, thank you, all you Jews, all you Yids, thanks a lot. Right. I'm going to heaven, you're going to hell, but thanks, because without you I could never have gotten up there. By the way, I could Jesus, never have gone to St. Peter. Jesus was Jewish. 
We are not into boycotts, but it's important to sensitize people to the concerns we have, said Joel Levy, regional director of the ADL. The movie is a modern-day passion play, and passion plays historically have been the occasion for lots of anti-Semitic activity, he said. A week before the Passion of Christ hits theaters, Jewish leaders have been deluged with calls from worried community organizations. They want to know how to handle it, said Mark Weitzman, director of the Task Force Against Hate at the Simon Wiesenthal Center. At the Lincoln Square Synagogue on the west side, word that Rabbi Adam Mintz was going to speak about Gibson's movie Saturday drew a standing room crowd. And they were giving out free deli, too, by the way. That's probably why they showed up. Jesus is not exactly a topic you talk about in an Orthodox synagogue, he laughed. But in my eight years at Lincoln Square, I've never had a response like this. See that Jesus, man, he knows how to draw a crowd. Free fish. Only a handful of Jewish activists have seen the movie, which chronicles the last 12 hours of Christ's life, but they have raised alarm about its message. They believe Gibson faults the Jewish high priest Caiaphas. Is that yes. it? Yes. Rather than the Roman tyrant Pontius Pilate for sending Jesus to his death, they were upset Gibson did not cut a line implying uh, Jews are cursed by God. It's what the Bible said. They're cursed by God. I thought they were the chosen people. That's a different Bible. That's New Testament. Part of it. Yeah, the Old Testament. Sorry, New Testament. that's a different book. Right. Outrageous comments by Gibson's father about Jews and his son's failure to publicly denounce those remarks have fanned the controversy. Yada, yada, yada. On it goes. On it goes forever. Like I said, Miguel will be one of those lemmings who will go out and see it. And was I right? Yes, I was absolutely, absolutely right. But I want to give you a kiss. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, too. Huh? For shame. Why are you surprised about that? He's one of the most, he's a good kid. He's a, I like him a lot, but he's one of the most pathetically brainwashed people. He is the poster child for brainwashing. The Cuban stuff, the religious stuff, the, all of it. He is just, uh, it's incredible. It's amazing. In fact, don't forget, when I come back to town, i got to go into quarantine for a few days because some of this might rub off on me. We're Sports Radio 560 QAM. You call me Mr. Moose, and I'll be hour. Jesus Christ for extra strength, Dexedrin. When you're getting crucified, the last thing you need is a headache. There's so much pressure. Hanging around with the whole world's sins weighing on your shoulders. And then some gladiator sticks a spear in your side. Yeah! Jesus Christ, that hurts. So when this thorny crown feels like a vice around my head, that's when I reach for Dexedrin. Well, I, I don't reach for it. Hey! Anybody got any Dexedrin? Hey, Judas! Could you throw a couple into my mouth? Come on, I'm the savior for Christ's sake! Extra strength Dexedrin. Because a headache is a heavy cross to bear. It's your way to say happy uh, Easter to you. Happy uh, Ass Wednesday. Now, let's see, Ass Wednesday is uh, fairly happy. Good Friday is unhappy and uh, yada yada. And don't forget to go see that movie with Miguel. No. Five six seven oh five sixty. Let's get about two hundred calls in between now and two, because I've been rambling and I feel like really guilty, don't I? No. I no. feel uh, like great. I haven't been doing my duty. Oh, don't say that. No. Task. WQAM. Hello. QAM. And nice talking to you. Well, either they gave up or they just panicked. One or the other. Because I'm sure they had something really important to say. WQAM. Hello. Hey, who is this, Neil? Speaking. Hey, Neil. Uh, one thing on your poll, uh, you should put, uh, what's his name? Don King on there. He definitely belongs Don on Don King there. belongs on there. Nice dude, by the way. And the other thing is, uh, with, uh, the election. I know how Bush is going to steal the election this time. And how's He's that? Gonna, Cheney's going to call in sick and Powell's going to be on the ticket. Okay, whatever you say, that's going to really do it. And it's going to work? No. no. you mean that liar, Powell? Yeah, that's going to do it. 5670560. 
More cities supportive of gay marriage. I wonder why these articles, I couldn't find the ones that I were looking at. <laughs> That's okay, Eric. I know you're under a lot of stress. I heard about it yesterday afternoon on the phone. You're under a lot of pressure up there in Orlando. So you just calm down and relax. More cities supportive of gay marriage. Officials say they would grant licenses if they could, but others urge caution. For example, Chicago Mayor Dick Daly said he would have no problems if Cook County allowed gay marriages. Minneapolis Mayor R.T. Ryback issued a proclamation in favor of treating gay couples the same as heterosexuals. Mayors in Salt Lake City and Plattsburgh, New York, have also expressed support for same-sex marriage. Salt Lake City, are you ready for that? Oh, no. Holy moly. These voices from cities large and small are adding a new layer to the national debate over gay marriage. They raise the possibility that other municipalities could follow San Francisco's lead. And then what are those going to do then, huh? Then they're going to be peeing in their pants. I said peeing, by the way. WQAM, hello. QAM. Not there. WQAM, hello. Not there either. Wow. One more. WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. Did you mention Frontline yesterday, or that was on yesterday? No. Uh, tax me if you can, the fake tax shelters that the big banks here in the U.S. were using. Yeah. Uh, you didn't catch that, did you? No, I did not. Okay, and I do like, uh, Celia Cruz popping out there on the website, Neil. <laughs> She's doing a beautiful <laughs> thing. Don't let, uh, Michael Powell find out about That's it. That's great. And the, of course, and, uh, I'll one, tell you one thing, she ain't got nothing compared to his. And the one under that with, uh, Justin and, uh, and Janet was great, too. Okay, pal, I have a great day. All right, day. Neil. See, people are getting some real... If you want real entertainment, go to neilrogers.com. You won't get any out of your radio ever well, again. Oh, you can. Wait till these people... Uh, that's right. <laughs> because if they could just arbitrarily say, well, we're going to have Congress pass some laws so we can regulate cable and satellite. Then the week after that will be, we'll have Congress pass some laws so we can regulate the Internet and content on it. What I you think, can uh, see. A and then we're going to regulate amendment. the uh, newspapers and magazines. And then pretty soon it will only be the National Review and uh, stuff like that. And the Wall Street Journal. I would say the Christian Science Monitor, but quite frankly, they're not too happy with this crowd either. Nope. WQAM, hello. Senor, good morning. See, buenos dias. Um, two things. Uh, first, I'm, I'm sitting here rereading, because I read it last uh, yesterday, but I'm sitting here actually rereading the article you posted on there with by Pat Buchanan. Uh-huh. What a great and you article. Know, and you know Very that when, when you start agreeing with, about 90% of what Buchanan says, you know you got problems, man. That's right. We are in deep, He has deep become room. He's become a moderate. In fact, I would say that at this point, he's almost a little bit to the left of center based on what's going on in this country now. Unbelievable. I mean, this guy used to be the nutcase. This guy used to be the, the crazy yeah, but keep, person. But keep in mind, whatever you would say, at least in, in, in many instances, at least he was the real conservative. He, he was stuck with the old-time conservative values and policy as opposed to this government that wants to stick their nose in everywhere and restrict everything that people do. Absolutely. Well, and part of it was my my other uh, thing that I was going to touch on was the fact that my my belief is that uh, what they want is one company will uh, will decide what you see, what you listen to, and right. what you can read. That's right. Another company will sell you the fuel, and then there'll be Walmart. We'll sell you the rest of the. Let's see. We'll have, stuff. We can have Chevron. We can have Walmart. We can have uh, Clear Channel and Viacom, and basically that's, that's and, and Halliburton and Bechtel. That's all we need. That will all. That that's all. That will, that will run the world. Right. And these bastards will continue. Oh, can I say that? No, you just did. No. Don't we'll do it continue again. to uh, to profit at our expense. So I hope Amen. people get out there in November, man. I okay, really man. Do. I'll see. You, I'll see you in Vancouver. You got it, Neil. Have a great day, pal. Nice uh, trees and scenery and beautiful, not too bad of a climate out there in Vancouver and nice fresh air. Although the only thing in the air you might notice is a little weed here and there, the wafting through pardon? the air is what I'm told, huh? 
That's uh, people burning their lawn rakings, right? Oh, is that what it is? Oh, I, I thought they were like burning something else, burning a big fat one. Well, it they burns. are. Nobody's paying any attention to it. Every now and then you'll sniff that here in Toronto, too. You'll be walking down the street. The oh, somebody's just smoking a big fat one somewhere. And nobody mm. cares. Nobody pays any. I mean, I'm not saying that they've really. They're at least still uh, planting the seeds for that. Paul Martin's got to get over his $165 million that oh, disappeared over that scandal too? first. But nevertheless. They planted the seeds for it, the decriminalization of pot. We already got the gay marriages going on. How is it that that border there, just across the border, we got a country that I'm sitting in right now, Canada, which is generally considered a very silly place with, you know, hockey and curling and stuff like that, but nevertheless is light years ahead in their education, in their health care, in their social attitudes, all of these things, as opposed to the so-called great USA, and by the way, did not participate in the illegal invasion of Iraq and killing all those people, but is helping participate in guarding Afghanistan and uh, trying to help Put that country back together again. I just mentioned those things in passing. And the American public sits back. And don't use TV as an excuse because all the, all the networks are here from Buffalo, all the all Global and CTV, they carry a lot of the American network shows. Same shows, same garbage, same crap, same fast food joints, same guns, but just a whole different altitude about life. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. See when when religious nuts get a little bit too carried away, guess what they call them here? They call them bigots. They call them religious nuts. Huh? And they say we're not going to put up with your crap. In the U.S. of A, of course, they make them president. Or somebody did. The Supreme Court. WQM. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. I talk to, talk to Neil, please. Speaking. Neil, uh, one question: How does one man generate so much interest for two thousand years? What, what does that mean? Well, Jesus Christ has generated interest for 2,000 years. How does, it, how does he do that? Roman, because they had good salespeople, because they made people an offer they couldn't refuse. Well, the point is... Did you ever hear the Crusades and the Spanish Inquisition? Yeah, but who, who hears about them today? You're hearing about it right now. I'm talking about one man for so, two... So, what, so what's your point? You can keep repeating well, it over and over again. Well, what's I know, it, but you don't have an answer, Neil. I just got through giving you the answer, sir, but your ears are so full of crap that you don't want to hear it. I just gave you the answer. They have good salespeople. How can you how can you miss when you make people an offer they can't refuse? Bada bing. Anybody didn't want to go along with this program right. and believe they're fairy tales? Well, we just have to eliminate you, okay? We're gonna nice knowing you, but die. one last chance. Do you believe it? No. Wrong answer. Wrong answer. <laughs> hey, we're gonna burn you at the stake unless you read this passage. Right. Uh, That's let right. Me, let me think about that. Hmm. I sure as hell hope he's not one of those Jesus Christers, do you think? No, One Jesus of those people who's trying to peddle his bullcrap to me. If you want to believe those fairy tales and that whole sixth story, which is one of the, I mean, when you come to all the religions, I mean, Judaism, you know, God told them to smite all of their enemies and don't miss any of them, get them all, you know. All of the religions are full of hate and sickness and killing. But this story, this whole crucifix, which the Christians, by the way, didn't invent. The virgin birth and the crucifixion. I mean, they stole no. that from 80 million other religions. But the whole concept of that is so disgusting, so sick. And then Mel Gibson is going to make it so graphic for you. See, if you'll believe this, that he died so that he'll, he can but forgive he your didn't. sins. If you believe this garbage and subsidize our big business, our tax-free industry, well, then you can go to heaven. But he didn't die. Well, he, uh, well, physically he died. Briefly, very, very briefly. But then he came back. Well, he, he made a comeback. Back. And okay? he knew he was going to come back. He made kind of a comeback. So... Just like Marv Alberts, and somebody mentioned him before. He went away for a little while, and then he made a comeback. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. Let's hear from some of those Jesus Christers out there today. What do you say, huh? That 5.9% of this audience, the religious rightsters, let's hear from them. I mean, I hope you make a little more sense than this last guy. 
who was like a dog chasing its tail. How come for two thousand? How many times did he well, say that? Really about I'm going to go, man. To, I'm going to church now. He couldn't hear the answer to the question because he never shut up. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Pretty good. Turn this radio off. Turn that radio off, please. I did. I did. I tried, fact, I tried if you don't turn it off, the government might come in and do it for you. Yeah, really. <laughs> I tried to get hold of you a couple, of, three days ago. You were talking about something, and you just touched on it a few minutes ago. The original movie, uh, um, Rollerball, have you seen it? Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, that, that's, that is what's happening to us right now. Uh-huh, right. And when John Houseman tells uh, James Kahn, it was never meant to be a game. Mm-hmm. We're living it right now. Right. Ain't it sad? You're living it. Okay. I don't want to rub it in, but you're living it. You're out of it. You bet. Yeah, thanks, man. You See ya. I'm out of it as much as possible. You know, once in a while I'll, like, tiptoe out of uh, uh, Hamburg, uh, New York to uh, Buffalo Raceway. Wouldn't that be a good way to do it? Sure. I'll just drive across the border, go over to Hamburg, to Buffalo Raceway, uh, lose a few bucks, drive over to Batavia, to Batavia right. Downs, then I'll go over to Finger Lakes Racetrack. Get your parking the tracks. Then I'll go see my, meet my maker. I'll go to Monticello to see Marvin Maker. <laughs> and the 85 Gilmores. Anyway, you don't think Doug Gilmore is one of those, do you? No. No. Wrong sport. Wrong trivia. WQAM, hello. Now it's at line one again. It's always yeah. low on the. T- yes, sir. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Oh my God! I can't believe I got through to you. Um, you know, I just want to touch oh on G- I just want to touch on this Jesus thing a little bit. You touch know, Jesus, I, I don't have please. time to talk too much. I listen to you every day, but just you know, if there was a Jesus, then how come? You know, if there's a Jesus, put it this way: Why do we got to work our butts off? Why are some people rich? Why are some people poor? You know, how can we have wars? Don't forget, you know? sir, the meek shall inherit in the earth. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, so go to, go to your nearest uh, preacher and hand him over all your money. You know, and, you know, my, you know, I had an aunt that passed away a year ago of, of cancer, and you know, I used to have my faith all the time. And ever since she passed away from cancer, you know, I I totally look at things in a different perspective. You know, I mean, you know, my mo- I have a mother that's sick as well, and you know, that's all I do is I work and I work every day, and I hear yeah. these people calling in today about this religion thing. They really got to sit back and take a look at it. If there really is a God out there, things would be a lot different than they are now. Yeah, but you're not you're not listening to all those cliches. He works in mysterious ways. Um, oh, there there they're just dozens of them. And uh, I gotta ask for a shameless request, Neil. Yes, sir. Okay, you gotta put the Jack in the Box. Okay, and we are still, the, on, gotta, still on the approved list. You gotta play. <laughs> play while we still can. Good luck to you, Pally. Hang in there. Okay, brother. I love you, man. Thanks. Take care, man. Yeah, all those cliches. Let's see. He works in mysterious ways. Um right. Uh, the meat yeah. shall inherit the earth. Uh, there, mm-hmm. there must be a hundred of them, or at least. Right. You called about thirty, man. See, it was right next door. You gotta have faith. Gotta have faith. Hmm. Um, By faith, are you saved? Right. All of these things. Oh, they could grab my Bible and go crazy. But I'll well, wait. we'll save that for tomorrow. Sure. You're gonna start on that. Practice for uh, my vacation tomorrow when you're at uh, Bass Pro Outlet. George is gonna be preaching there. He's gonna be wearing all his vestments. That's right. I have a lovely vest, man. It's going to be a beautiful thing. Maybe you can convert the masses. The best faxes we ever had from Gary in the Springs. Good point, Gary, but you it's something Gary. to talk about. See, so get everybody whipped up. Right. He doesn't have The Mel Gibson that. flick is just a movie, he says. Can you believe that? Oh, my God. No. It'll have no influence whatsoever on people's views vis-a-vis Christian versus Protestant versus Jew versus you forgot about the Muslims. It's a movie. It's a Hollywood entertainment thing. 
if anyone is making a big stink about the movie, it's the Jewish community. If they were smart, they would just ignore it. And, of course, you're right. But, no, they have to draw attention to it and start a big commotion, or, as we say, a big simus. There is nothing new in the Mel Gibson movie that hasn't already been discussed, addressed, and rehashed over and over and over again. His movie will offer nothing new about the life of Jesus. There has been no new historical evidence discovered which Mel might have used in his interpretation, other than, of course, the stuff he made up. All this fuss over a movie is ridiculous because the movie itself is ridiculous. Inspiration over the life of Jesus isn't something you find in a Hollywood movie. Tell all the self-hating Zionists to relax, and in the words of Tony Soprano, forget about it. <laughs> nice going, Gary in the Springs. Excellent facts. Got it, Dave. Right. God, he's got his thumb right on it. But then if we forgot about it, we wouldn't be all screaming the yelling. Right. And then, of course, we also wouldn't know about Mel Gibson's father. Right. we got to do a Great radio father. show. Oh, brother. Heinrich Himmler, Jr. Da. O.J. Simpson, I thought that uh, W. would like pass him like he was standing still, but W. has only moved into a weak third place. They really do hate O.J. Who do you think is the biggest sports scumbag of all time? O.J. 235, Mike Tyson 83, George W. Bush, former owner of the... Uh, Texas Rangers, the man who traded away Sammy Sosa for a hot dog, uh, 40 votes. H. Wayne Hyping of 40. Pete Rose, 32. Ray Carruth from the Book of Ruth, 25. Colorado coach Gary Bennett, soon to be former coach, 19. Tied with Jose Consucco, 19. Out of sight, out of mind. George Steinbrenner, 17. Bobby Knight, 16. Jason Williams, 14. How's your dog, Jason? Oh, it's just a rumor, huh? Ray Lewis, 12. Daryl Strawberry, 10. Kobe Bryant, 6. Cecil Collins, 5. Come on, Cecil, take a peek at this. Lawrence Taylor, 4. Dave Bliss, 4. Bobby Knight, 4. Bobby Knight's only got 4. Did I just read him? Did we put him on there twice? Uh, no. Yeah, he's got 16 and he's got 4 more. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Somebody put him on there twice, so he's got 20. I knew he'd do better than that. Bill Romanowski's got 4. Don King, guy. 3. Woody Hayes, 2. Michael Irvin, 2. Bobby Cox, 1. Steve Howe, 1. And 0. We got like uh, 598, almost 600 votes, but zero so far for Brian Blades, Lawrence Phillips, and Roberto Alomar. I'm not playing that spitting thing again because that, of course, no. would be excretory. Is it? Hey. Or isn't it? Is it? Is well, I'll tell you another uh, bit that we're not going to be playing no more. Can right. I give you a hint? Oh, yeah, well. That's gone. Damn. So if the, our regular listeners out there, if you listen over the weeks and months to come, we sure pray that you will. Uh, and there's certain things that you don't hear again. Don't blame us. Don't blame me. Don't blame George. Don't blame Josh even or anybody else or even Duff or Clarence. Blame uh, Michael Powell and the FCC, okay? Blame George W. Do something about it in November. See, the Clinton people at least had more important things to think about, although, of course, they were the ones who were in, uh, no, let's see, who was it? 87, it would have been Bush Sr. Oh, that's right. 87 was Bush Sr. when they came down with the stuff about excretory activity and <coughs> all of this other crap. I remember the day that I was on the air on INZ when that stuff came down and eh, the people couldn't care less. You know, ah, you know, who cares? Yeah. See, when you don't have any choices left, when all your favorite radio shows and TV shows and cable shows and everything is gone, and then you'll say, holy crap, what happened here? What, where, where was I when all this went on? Asleep. WQAM, hello. How about, uh, I got a name for, uh, Neil? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Dennis Be Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Oh, How could yeah. we forget? A great inspiration. Thanks, Thanks Pally. And a reason, another reason we hate Madonna. We're revolted by that yeah. open mouth kiss with Brittany. Oh, man. Get the damn Lysol and the, uh, Listerine and uh, the Clorox and the, uh, everything. Just deuce that puss out. Oop. Careful. WQAM, hello. 
Hey, Neil, it's, uh, I had a teacher in my youth who, uh, who pointed out that the, uh, the Dark Ages, it wasn't by chance that the Dark Ages coincided with the Golden Ages of the Catholic Church. Uh-huh. Meaning that, you know, when the people were the scaredest, they were more attracted to the church. Right. Anyway, that was all I had. And thank you so much, when they were the most superstitious. And watch out, don't walk under that ladder. Oh, so anyway, some of those, uh, I, I was talking to that one caller, he's in a better place. You know, when somebody dies, he's oh, in a better yeah, place yeah. now. Or it was his time. It was God's or the, will. Or the Lord called him home. Mm hmm I mean, this is, I hear these things and I just want to cry. He's not in a better place when somebody dies, when one of those soldiers gets killed over there who's like 25 years old. He's not in a better place. He's in a box. His, his bones and skin, he's rotting. Well, maybe the, in a it's box. A comfy his coffin. life has been stolen from him by their, uh, Gropen Fuhrer and this other Fuhrer, all these Fuhrers. Maybe the coffin is like one of those silk ones. No, really and he's still plush. rotting in there, okay? Maybe the worms can't get in yet. They will. Maybe They'll it's find heated. a way in. Take a look at some of the people that got into QAM. The worms Ooh. always get in sooner or later. WQAM, hello. Just look at our sales department, for example. QAM, not there. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil. Speaking. I can't believe it. Um, I got one uh, suggestion for the poll. Don okay. King. Oh, yeah, we, we said that, and I think uh, we haven't put him on there yet. He's coming. Oh, uh, okay. And, and, and just in case you already had that one down, what about Steinbrenner? He's a real moron. He's on there. In fact, he's doing very well. You'll be pleased to know that uh, Steinbrenner's got uh, a bunch of votes. Oh, for crazy. Have a great day. Call back later and give us some more that we got on the list. In fact, go online and read a few of them and then call back later and give us some more. Don't forget, 155 will give you the rundown in the contest, Hot Couples Contest. An unbelievable, literally an unbelievable number of votes. I'll tell you one thing. Those people must have a lot of friends, all of them, or, or some of them. Some of us must not have any friends. Well, <laughs> or not enough. 10,884, which means almost certainly we'll have over 11,000 votes by 155, right, when we get to the end of this Spectacular. Now, would this be like exit polling if I was given a result? Well, they can look online. It's not a secret. It's entrance polling. Yeah, it's, it's not an exit poll. It's an entrance poll. Oh, don't say that. Uh, I can make something big out of that. So, oh, see? That. 2,681 votes for Jesse and uh, Jeffrey. They be leading right now. Second place, Carmen and Carlos, 2,365. You think they're going to catch him? Unlikely. But, but at any rate, those are one and two right now. And third, Monica and Ryan, uh, Brian, excuse me, Brian, 2,183. So it looks fairly firm, although those second and third could be uh, something could happen in the next hour and a half. Like they could find a whole bunch of friends. Fourth place right now, Sarah and Sean, 1,005. I think they're uh, SOL, but they did a good job. They all did a good job, thanks to everybody who sent in their pictures. And if you didn't uh, win anything this time, you can still send them back in and try next time, which will be sometime Correct. soon, right? You can even we send the win. same picture or preferably, uh, you know, naked or, I mean, uh, a little more provocative. Naked, yeah. Because, of course, that's on our website, which Michael Powell doesn't regulate yet. For the time being. Cable next week, satellite the week after. Four weeks from circus, it's going to be your newspapers. And then we'll roll up our sleeves, like Ross Piro would say, and do, do, do all over your Internet. We'll no. take off all them porno sites. We'll take off all the, certainly NeilRogers.com. Be one of the first to go. Right. Just wait till they and get that brain And I can't think of anything scan. more pornographic than the Fudge Report. Oh, I got a great uh, story about him. Oh, this is great. From the Drudge Retort, which is now one of my very favorites. We have a link to it on our website, by the way, the Drudge Retort, with its very... Uh, Appropriate yellow background as in yellow journalism. It's a beautiful thing. WQAM, hello. Uh, how you doing? Pretty good. 
Okay, I just wanted to uh, talk a little bit about the Jesus thing. Yes, sir. My name is Dwayne. Yes, Dwayne. Go right ahead. You're oh, on now? right now, Dwayne. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Yeah, I, 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 I just really wanted to know the guy's view. You know your view. <laughs> I mean, you know, what do you think about me? What is What did life start? I mean, you know, he... Evolution? Where, or, did, or, where did life start? Believe in God? Or how did life really get here? I mean, what's your view on that? I ain't got no idea, man. How's that for an honest answer? Keep turning the radio up a little louder. I've got no idea. But listen to the sound of your own voice. Something might happen. That can start some life, okay, depending on where you put it. Wow. Yeah. That's my opinion. I haven't got any idea, and I'm not going to waste one more second of my time worrying about stuff that I'm never going to be able to know. We have got nobody knows. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Don't forget, Joe and Mark, right now as I speak, are at the Verizon Wireless inside Wireless for You at 13673, or is that 13673? Southwest 26, uh, 6th Street in Miami. I have no idea where that would be. Would that be like um, oh, that way. Kendall? See, over there. Cutler Ridge? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, stop by when you find it. Stop by and win some uh, T-shirts and heat tickets as well. Any interest in those heat tickets? Huh? No. <laughs> 27 past noon at 560 QAM. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560 QAM. The lotion in the basket. She once was the Attorney General When she was in charge It was business as usual She's one tough woman And let me tell you that's no bull Or maybe she is Well now all of the Democrats Are loving her Ever since she said She might run for governor well, there's just one question I'd like to ask of her. Why do you shake, Janarino? 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 Well, you gotta lick a bush if you wanna take control. Uh oh. About 31 at 560 WQM. Now, that might also be construed as insensitive. Right. right? Was that a double entendre, though? No. Okay. 30 priests in Springfield About 30, man. have been accused of abuse dice. He says this just from the Boston Globe online, boston.com, for those of you. It's a good website. In the past half century, 30 priests About 30, man. have been accused of sexually abusing 70 minors in the Springfield Diocese, already reeling from recent allegations that its bishop molested two boys when he was a parish priest, according to figures released by the diocese today. Church officials say they determined that eight of the allegations weren't credible and six of the accused priests were under the supervision of religious orders outside the diocese, so they don't count against their quota. The report was released a week after Bishop Thomas Dupree retired amid allegations that he molested two boys while he was a parish priest in the 70s and 80s. Church officials have said they were unaware of the claims against Dupree while the report was being compiled. Former priest Richard Levine, who was recently defrocked by the Vatican, pleaded guilty in 92 to molesting two altar boys in parishes in western Massachusetts. In the 1990s, and I also got to be careful how I say that too. Right. In the 1990s, the diocese settled lawsuits for 1.4 million with 17 men who accused Levine of abusing them as children. 
Within the past two years, at least 15 other people have filed lawsuits against Levine, accusing him of abuse. So that's like 32. So we got certainly more than his quota. The diocese has been named in more than about 30, man. Lawsuits by people who say they were abused by priests. I thought we already said that. So there you go from the Boston Globe. It just never ends. And again, I still think you're only seeing the little teeny tiny tip of the iceberg. Careful. Teeny tiny tip. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AD uh, AT and whatever it is and uh, Verizon line. WQAM. Hello. Not there. Like I said, there's a special place in hell. WQAM. Hello. QAM. Five six seven oh five sixty. Turn it up a little louder. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. You. WQAM. Hello. Hey, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, I read something yesterday. I, I'm going to state it straight out front. I'm a pervert. I don't have a problem saying that. I'm a me harmless too. pervert. I enjoy the purient nature of things. Right. Me and, too. I'm, and, I'm proud. I'm a pee pee proud pervert. Proud pervert, exactly. And and the people that I know, you know, the groups, news groups you belong to, and stuff. They're all harmless people. They want to, you know, see a little skin every now and then. What, right. What's the harm, right? Exactly. So I see. I see. Yesterday, they're going to now. There's they're they're going to target the quote spy cam and upskirt voyeur type sites on the internet, allowing people to sue them. When, but I don't know about you, but 99% of those that I go to, they're all contrived models. You know, shilling for the camera, showing you exactly what you expect yeah. to see. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen I've seen maybe three or four of them, and then after you see that, you don't waste your time with them because you realize that it's a bunch of crap. It's just a bunch of crap. But right. it seems to me they're prepping us for the possibility of shutting all those down, and they'll just go from there to there to there. And it's crazy because yeah. I watched the halftime of that show, and as again, as a proud pervert, I didn't even notice it when it happened. And it, even if I had... I would have backed up my TiVo, I would have copied the image, I would have posted it quietly, but instead, all the right-wing nutcases yeah. put it out there so it's viewed 100,000 times over the next week and a half. It doesn't I mean, make here you've got this big rape scandal, which, of course, is just one that they actually have reported on the University of Colorado, and these jocks, these dumb jocks are raping and abusing these women all over the place, which has gone on forever and ever. And there, there's only like one millionth of one percent attention to this as opposed to the Justin Janet thing, which we saw over and over and over and, and over again. At the and same time that they were condemning them and talking about who was responsible for it, CNN, MSNBC, Fox, they all were shown in the corner of the screen. There we saw it again. Every every five minutes we saw it 30, at least 30 times. And I can't imagine how quickly they could assemble a committee to go over. I mean, the next day they had a committee right. sitting. Congressional, a congressional hearing over Janet Jackson's booby, man. That's outstanding. That's, that's, and I sent an email to uh, Mr. Powell saying, if you, I'll be outraged if you city taxpayer dollars to right. do this quote investigation. What's the investigation? She, she obviously, she, she knew what was going to happen because why else would you go wearing a piece of ornament on your nipple if you're going to do that? Come right. And, and who cares? And who cares? I mean, this is just a pathetic attempt of her trying to rebuild her, a, a dead career anyway. L so listen, I listen to me. I, w I want to tell you this. The, the reaction in America by the media, by the politicians to this. It's embarrassing. No, but listen. This tells you the state of where America is in 2004. It's not a pretty thing. It's tragic. Can you imagine how the Europeans are laughing at this? They, they are. They're peeing in their pants over it. They're laughing like crazy. Yeah. So, and as far as I'm concerned, um, you know, at some point, I'm never going to be able to find another Hustler magazine. I'm never going to be able to go to another Jerry website. So, I mean, at that point, I'm just going to uh, drown myself. Good luck to you, pal. Thanks. We'll, we'll come fish you out. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't know why I didn't get more exercise. Not that I'm going to change anything or psychotic about it, but it just it just leaves you limp and weak. I mean, thinking about uh, the fact that there was all this hysteria, psychosis. Oh my God! On a family viewing, and all these children were watching. Yeah, and and I'll say it again: all the bloodshed and murder. Just forget about the TV shows. Just on the nightly news every night, where you know, like Channel Seven, if it bleeds, it leads. If they've got mm -hmm. the uh, tape of it, we're going to see it over and over again. That's okay. No problem with that. Nobody's decrying that. And I don't think any 14-year-old uh, kids are killing their classmates in school because they saw Janet Jackson's booby on uh, the Super Bowl. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. And like the guy says, every the Canadians man laughing their ass off in America. The Europeans who see nudity all the time on TV don't even think about it. Not a big deal. Just wondering what kind of a lunatic. And remember the story I talked about that CNN aired once on a Saturday when nobody's watching? Once about the... European attitude toward religion in America mm -hmm. and how they're terrified of the religious hysteria that's going on in America uh, right now? They ought to be. They, they can't understand it. They can't relate to it. They don't, they don't get it. Be afraid. Yeah, exactly, and they are because they see this lunatic president and his, uh, his neocons bombing away in Iraq, killing innocent people, justifying all, these, uh, all this aggression around the world, rattling our spears, talking about the uh, space race, uh, the nuclear weapons in space. And by the way, uh, yesterday in the parliament here, uh, Canadians screaming and hollering, you can be damn sure they're not going to uh, give one dime to participate in that crap. The space race. Which race is that? The white race? Pews. Just watch yourself now. Don't be making any insensitive comments. In fact, let me look at that thing again here. Oh, yeah. Insensitive comments by guava-loving Spix, man. Not allowed. <laughs> one strike and you're out. The deliberate repeated use of expletives, including but not limited to the so-called seven dirty words. And then, of course, it lists them. Thanks. It lists them. One begins with an M. One begins with a T. One begins with an SH. One begins with a P. One begins with an F. One begins with a C. And another one begins one with a CU and one with a CO. Is indecent per se and should never occur. Well, guess what? F-U. How do you like that? C. See, one of the problems is, the biggest problem is that no matter what the cause might be, whether it's gay marriages or anything, anything under the sun, there are always going to be those people with courage in Congress, and of course that's usually an oxymoron. There are always going to be those courageous lunatics who are going to say, okay, we'll, we'll stand up for this, we believe in this, and we're going to fight for it, even though it's not politically popular. But there is nobody in Congress who is willing to stand up for the First Amendment. Nope. And don't give me the song and dance about, well, you know, all these things aren't protected by the First Amendment. Sure they are. Absolutely. It doesn't say they're a speed, you have free speech except what a group of Neanderthal right-wingers right. or anybody else decides is, uh, is unacceptable. There's no asterisk. No. There's, no, there's only our asterisk. And uh, Bush is doing it right now. He's risking everybody's ass. But nobody, whether it's uh, Dean or Kerry or uh, on either side, that's why you have two political parties that suck. Nobody on either one of those parties has got the guts to stand up to cojones and say, hey, guess what? Stop the damn censorship now. Because that's just not politically correct. You have, you can't be for perversion. You can't be for uh, freedom to say whatever the hell you want. 
I'm going to say it to you again. I realize that it's just you just can't say these things. You're not even supposed to think them. Other than libeling somebody, which we already have libel laws on the books. Other right. than that, you should be able. And of course, other than the yelling fire in a crowded theater, causing right. a panic. Aside from those two things, which have been tested in the courts repeatedly. Other than that, you should be able to say whatever the hell you want. Whatever the f you want. Can't do it. Can't do it, man. Because the, the America is going further and further and further to the right. Censorship, repression, your freedoms are vanishing. And sure, you know, fun and games and funny sounds and all that stuff. But in the meantime, the day is going to come when you won't hear any of this stuff. All you're going to hear is 24 hours of rush and rush uh, sound-alikes. What, only junkies on the radio? Only right-wing junkies on the radio. Popping zits and popping pills. Well, I'm going to get my Nazi uniform and a box and you'll of have pills. Your, like the guy said before, Walmart and Chevron and Bechtel and Halliburton and the Cheap Channel and Viacom as long as they goose step in the line and are good boys. So get with it, Mel. 19 till 1 at 560 QAM. Live and local. This is 560. The radio's all yours now. QAM. Time once again for Dan Quayle's Family Values Theater, illustrating how to be traditional, even in the 90s. Wasn't that dinner great, kids? Yeah. Mom, those are the best hamburgers you ever bought. Better than the pizza you had delivered last night. Well, what are you kids up to tonight? Drugs? No, Dad. I've got my bulimic group, and tomorrow night's lesbian scout. Uh-huh. Son, you need help with that scale model serial killer you're building? Some other time, Dad. Cindy and I are going shopping for condoms. Oh, sounds like you're getting serious about that girl. Oh, Dad. Well, I think your mother and I will relax and watch some porno movies. Gee, you two are the best parents a kid could ever have. Thanks, Dad. Oh, that's quite all right, dear. Thanks, Mom. That's quite all right, dear. Join us again next time for Family Values Theater, where life is a figment of the vice president's imagination. Supreme Court agrees to hear the case of Jose Padilla and decide if the Bush government has the right to hold him indefinitely and yada, 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 and detain him. Remember Jose Padilla and his uh, magic briefcase? Indeed. Okay. Oh, and there's that Armstrong William. Man, that guy, oh, I don't want to say it. Careful. There are, I think there are legitimate concerns for the potential political abuse um, of, of, that, uh, of, of that status. Well, that's just a guy who looks like, that's just another Schwarzer. looks like Armstrong Williams, I guess. That's not what? him. Are you being you insensitive? You heard what I said. No, that's not, uh, that's fine. That's insensitive. See, you don't know your linguistics, man. You better get with it. I'm no linguini. Your cunt linguistics. Oh, see, you can't say that no more. I'm going to, like, one last time do a few things today and just get them out, just get them out of the way. Shake get them out of my system. I, I got to. I have to get them out of my system. For example... <laughs> We'll have an exorcism. That, you know. Yeah. 1246, I got some good news finally. It's, we don't want to be too depressing and maudlin here. Good news. Florida's Bobby Graham says he's open to VP Nod. Oh! Isn't that good? Excellent. You go, Bob. As the field of Democratic presidential hopefuls narrow, Senator Bobby Graham, who dropped out of the race last year, said he would accept the number two spot on the ticket if it were offered to him. All right. Good, good thinking. I like it. Following a speech yesterday at the Economic Club of Florida in Tallahassee, Graham 67 said he would do what it takes to get a Democrat in the White House. I want a Democrat to be elected president, he said. If I can be in whatever way I contribute to that, I'll do it, said the former senator who announced in November he would not run for election to Congress. And that includes Vice President, one reporter asked, and he said, yes, yes, see. The former chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee and a strong critic of President Bush's Iraq policy, Graham abandoned his presidential bid in October, saying he didn't have the money or organization to win due to a late start. And, of course, we know the AFL-CIO yesterday endorsed Kerry. Bobby Graham, how do you like that? 
I think that's a good idea, don't you? Mm-hmm. The grand Guaranteed carpet. win in Florida, man. Make no mistake about it. Uh, and stop and think about it. Edwards, do you think if he runs, a, it's a guaranteed win in South Carolina? No, I don't. not guaranteed. No, I don't think so. I mean, you talk about Democrat winning for president in South Carolina, you're talking about a miracle. <laughs> Un miracle. Five, six, seven. Oh, let me get to the uh, Drudge Report story here from the Drudge Retort. This is beautiful. And by the way, how come it's not on your website yet about Jose Padilla, Miss Fudge, huh? Busy uh, packing it a little bit, huh? He's probably packing for a trip. We're just packing. Matt Drudge loses advertising in the wake of Kerry Blunder. Oh! Sound the siren, says the Drudge Retort with a T. Matt Drudge has lost a longtime advertiser in the wake of last week's groundless report alleging that Senator John Kerry had an extramarital affair with a 27-year-old woman. AT&T Wireless has pulled all advertising from the Drudge Report in response to a complaint about its sponsorship of the site. We care about the places on our, uh, our online ads appear, and that site doesn't reflect the values of AT&T Wireless, emailed Jeremy Pimble, the company's VP of Public Relations. Matt Drudge earns $1.2 million a year from advertising in his weekly radio show, selling a single banner ad for $4,400 a day, according to the September 2000 story in the Unctuous Miami Herald. The loss of an advertiser comes during a week in which Drudge has taken numerous hits for spreading the Kerry rumors while making no claims it was true, passing it along simply because news organizations supposedly were looking into it. And, of course, he and Rush are both wringing their hands that that liberal mainstream media just won't bite. As Drudge wrote, intrigue surrounds a woman who recently fled the country, reportedly at the prodding of Kerry, the Drudge Report has learned. In spite of the lack of a single on-the-record source willing to back up the claim, the story spread within hours from Drudge to conservative talk radio shows and the British tabloid press, a.k.a. Rupert Murdoch. As it began appearing in the mainstream U.S. media, Kerry and the woman, former AP reporter Alexander Poitier, both denied the allegation. Kathleen Parker, Dan Kennedy, and other professional journalists blasted Drudge for spreading the story. Drudge is even more unreliable and wrong than he used to be, and he was pretty bad to begin with. Michelangelo Signorelli wrote in the New York Press, and the story that we read. AT&T Wireless canceled its Drudge Report ads after receiving a complaint Monday by Robert Carraway, who described himself as a Kerry supporter. I find your support of Matt Drudge both distasteful and alienating, emailed Carraway. By advertising on his site, you are conditioning his... You're condoning his current smear campaign against a very popular presidential hopeful. Though Miss Fudge is widely credited with being right on Newsweek's Monica Lewinsky story, the self-styled Walter Winchell has made several infamous blunders over the years. For example, reporting in January 1999 that a 13-year-old boy who looks exactly like the president was a secret love child of Bill Clinton and a prostitute, DNA test proved it was a hoax. Reported in August 97 that Sidney Blumenthal had been in court on charges of domestic violence, he retracted that story a day later. And making up a source in a May 2001 story claiming that Drudge Report webmaster Andrew Breitbart was a professor with the Kashmir Institute of Media Studies, a fictitious organization. And as a note at the end, it says this story has been edited to reflect a comment emailed to the Drudge Retort by Jeremy Pimble after its original publication. We did pull ad- advertising from this site because it shouldn't have been placed on the site in the first place, independent of any recent articles that may have appeared on that site. So somebody, obviously some right-wing asshole, must have stuck some advertising on there, a bunch. And when they discovered it, they said, uh-uh, not for us. Not you, Miss Fudge. Because you have a tendency to fudge the truth. Just like Johnny Cochran's going to represent uh, Michael Jackson. Is it true? Is it true, Michael? Is it true? No. Charles in Deerfield Beach says, not to be left out of the religious fervor the world seems to be swept up in these days. I'd like to quote you just one of the many great lines spoken by Arthur Goldman in the movie The Man in the Glass Booth. A Christian is just a nervous Jew who thinks he bought himself a number one insurance policy. That's cute. Yeah. You don't like it? That's fine. 
as I have in previous faxes, I implore you to see this movie. You'll thank me in the end. I'm sorry, I mean, after you see it. The Man in the Glass Booth. You ever hear that? No. Well, I'm sticking that right over here. I'm going to get it. I thought that was that uh, stupid magician guy. I beg your pardon? David Blaine. Uh, oh. I think, let me look. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Any mention of David Blaine is also in the Beasley uh, programming <laughs> content policy. You know, any guava loving spick that uh, says David Blaine is immediately, <laughs> if not sooner, terminated. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Just an hour from now. Well, there's that uh, John Edwards in, uh, between a man and a woman. So I think Carrie in particular is vulnerable on the issue. All right, we'll leave it right there. Uh, Robert George, Matt Miller, thanks to both of you. Well, I tell you one thing: those white people all look the same to me. Well, I thought that was uh, Armstrong Williams. Oh, that guy gives me the creeps. He gives me the willies. The Willie Williamses. WQAM, hello. Hey Neil, how you doing? Yes, sir. Pretty good. Good. Um, did you put Latrell Sprewell on the list? Latrell Sprewell? We forgot all about Latrell. The choker. Okay, he's choking it. <laughs> all right, have a good one. You, you got it, man. Thanks. We got Latrell Sprewell? We do now. I'm sure Josh knows how to spell all these jock names because he's really, he's uh, onto that crap. He's got his head deep in there. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T. And that's probably why he got the job in the first place. Because when right. he, uh, who hired you? Who hired you, uh, Josh? Um, originally, I interned on Power, and then Josh Darrow hired me. Josh Darrow. George. So he either he either hired you because uh, you know a lot about George. or because he thought you looked pretty good. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. I'm I'm thinking the latter is probably true. He's getting tired of the beast. WQAM. Hello. Not there. Like I said, boy, there are going to be a lot of those people down there, aren't there? Down there. There. When it's your time. Over yonder. WQAM. Hello. QAM. Well, are these people slow today or what? WQM, hola. <laughs> it, it's the old monkey see, monkey do again. You know, but at least they're not making guttural sounds yet. WQM, hello. Hello, Neil. How are you? Pretty good. I'm just uh, thinking about what you're talking about with the, with the Jesus issue. And yes. Coming from being once very involved in uh, Christianity and then stepping back and seeing how Many people, including preachers, talk from both sides of their mouth. It's uh, pretty scary. Yeah. And I, I enjoy listening to you and George, and I agree with you, Neil. There shouldn't be any religion. It just creates hate instead of love. If you, if you, could, wave a, if you could wave a magic wand and eliminate all the religion in the world and erase it from people's minds, tomorrow we'd wake up and it would be a beautiful place. It would be a lot better. Thank you, Neil. Yeah. Have okay, a great thank day. Thank you. You too. Until we came up with some other reason to hate each other. I mean, you know, man, it's just man's nature, it seems, to find some reason. Oh, you don't look the same. Uh, the color of your skin. Uh, you walk a little bit funny. Uh, right. You don't speak any English. Uh, don't speak any Pani. Whatever it is. Just inventing another way. And, and, I mean, anybody who reads a little bit of history, I mean, just a little bit, uh, this is what it's all about. I've been killing each other forever. I mean, that whole thing about the Middle East peace roadmap, I mean, it's so asinine. It's like the Janet Jackson booby thing again. You don't know whether they laugh or cry because these people come on there like they're talking to a bunch of three-year-old children. They don't talk to anybody in America like we're adults. They talk down to us like we're little children, like Billy J. Kramer would say, little chillins. You're so cute. So tragic. Yeah. Oh, well, the roadmap, this and the roadmap. In the meantime, you know, Sharon is uh, building the big wall over there, and there's more and more Jews say, hey, screw you. We're going to uh, put our, we're gonna put our ass here, whether you like it or not, and the rest of us too. And the uh, Palestinians are blowing themselves up, and they're killing little uh, kids uh, because they're throwing rocks. I mean, what are we talking about? It's never, ever going to stop because they're religious fanatics. They're crazy people.
and even the majority of people who live there who aren't the religious fanatics, they don't want any part of it, but guess what? They had no choice. They're surrounded by it. Like all those Getskis there at the Wailing Wall throwing rocks at the women who are trying to pray. Because, wow, the Orthodox Jew is throwing rocks at the women because women have no place there. That's what the Old Testament said. See, when man writes Bibles, when man invents religions, he generally speaking throughout history has left women out, you know, way out there on the fringes. Well, but except out. his objects. Well, that, but that's okay, but in terms of having any power, oh. <laughs> in terms of equality, in terms yeah, of any, having any recognition as like being on an even keel, no chance. Now, if women had written all the uh, Bibles, God only knows what would have happened. You know what I mean? Ew, good. Yeah. Oh, my God. Pretty sad. But you believe whatever kind of crap you want, man. And, be, and let me say it again. If you believe the garbage, fine, but you've been brainwashed. You're just not doing any thinking. You're lazy. Lazy people take all this crap. Oh, yeah, well, the, well, the word says. Yeah. Take a look who wrote it, okay? In fact, when you, look at that, when you look at that movie, and I'm sure that a lot of you are going to go see it. I'm sure that Miguel will probably see it several times. I know Josh isn't going to go see it. Oh, well, you should have seen the face he made there. Wow. He might go, he might go see Debbie Does Deerfield a hell of a several times before he goes and sees that Jesus thing, you know? Yeah, he'll go see the, the passion of Debbie. The, the, that's the kind of passion that most people are looking for, okay? I realize that's not in America today, that kind of passion, you know what I mean? Jesus Christ. No way. In fact, when, when I look at Mel Gibson, it makes me lose all of my passion. <laughs> Boris Badanov, since Felix Leader has won, Natasha and I no longer have to look for a moose and squirrel. Instead, we listen to the Neil Rogers Fair and Balance went to two hour. <laughs> oh! We'll be coming down Fifth Avenue upon St. Patty's Day. A great day for the Irish all across the USA. What you gonna, what is this I hear? This cry and ballyhoo. There's a bunch of queers again this year who say that Irish too. Oh, God loves the Irish and loves, of course, your gay. Absolutely. If you are, you won't be marching upon St. Patty's Day. You can be a bum, a bucket, a scum, sure, and that's okay, but you can't be Irish if you're gay. No. Now the order of Hibernians, whose eminence is great, have delivered this pronouncement upon the blessed day. Sure, a little bit of heaven fell and nestled in the sea. But you're going straight to hell for homosexuality. Oh, God loves the Irish as long as men are men. Except perhaps the leprechauns, we've never been sure of them. You can be stinking drunk and hurling chunks, we'll laugh it all away. But you can't be Irish if you're gay. No, you can't be Irish if you're gay. Don't even try to be an Irish if you're gay. Well, I tell you, the facts just keep getting better all the time. You know, Those this facts uh, from Paul. This may be the award-winning facts of all time, and I apologize to anybody else who I'm sent so some great ones. I'm so saving this. I'd frame up. this one, but before you frame it, give a copy of it to, like, either Adam or Troy, because there are, there are two of our salespeople who actually might be, you know, doing some business. <laughs> oh, it's real business, not monkey business. Right. Let me, before I do that, though, this is just on the CBS website. Kerry grabs big lead in New York. Senator John Kerry has opened up a big lead over John Edwards among New York Democrats. With less than two weeks to go before Super Tuesday, the poll from Marist College Institute for Pubic Opinion found Kerry 66% to 14 over Edwards among likely voters. Ready for that? Okay. You got those numbers? 66 to 14 for Scary John Kerry. That's a done deal. In spite of Miss Fudge and him and Rush, he and Rush and all the other right. Oh, gee, nobody would buy that story. You're all a bunch of liberals. Yeah. All a bunch of liberals like Rush and Fox News and uh, Miss Fudge and all these people. George Will. Bob Novak. I will not. 
Anyway, wait till we get to this fax. Oh, it's Dear Uncle Neil from a guy named Paul. Listen very carefully, folks. Then you'll understand what I've been screaming about. Not that our not that our management people care about that or at, at any level in that station. I scream about this to them all the time. They just don't care. Uh, Dear Uncle Neil, I heard you make a casual derogatory remark about your alleged sales force at QM and felt compelled to relay a recent hideous experience I had. I'm a licensed insurance agent recently became associated with an A-plus rated company with billions in assets and a major advertising budget. Don't let me forget when I'm finished with this. Mm-hmm. to talk about the 50 bucks a week to Boca Brian. Okay. I won't. Let me say it again. I'm a licensed insurance agent, recently became associated with an A-plus rated company with billions in assets and a major advertising budget. Radio advertising was recently suggested, and being an avid Neely for the past 15 years, I immediately thought of my Uncle Neil advertising on your show. I spoke with the powers that be at the insurance company who agreed and asked me to look into the terms regarding advertising our products on your show. I went on the QM website and found the link to your sales hold force and proceeded to contact the first name listed, your friend, in quotes, your friend, Todd Dreck, by phone. He returned my call, proceeded to ask about the nature of my business. When I mentioned health insurance, he proceeded to inquire about coverage for himself and his family, explaining he was dissatisfied with the HMO he was with through his wife's employer. Frankly, he seemed more interested in his selfish needs than my request for advertising information. I agreed to help him and contacted him via email last weekend with a premium quote and links to additional information. I went on to request a meeting this past week to further our discussion regarding advertising. I then followed up by phoning him again on Monday morning, 2.16, this last Monday, once again requesting a meeting to discuss advertising. As a professional insurance sales agent for the past 23 years, I'm quite disappointed to inform you I have yet to hear back from the aptly named Todd Dreck. I've never seen a more blatant example of incompetence, malfeasance, and unprofessionalism, which is the antithesis of what you bring to the table on a daily basis for your loyal listeners such as me. Mr. Dreck couldn't sell me a bologna sandwich. Absolutely correct, sir. So I just wanted to bring this very unpleasant situation to your attention and request your assistance in connecting me with, with a QM sales rep who might be interested in earning a living, assuming such a person, a person exists. Best regards, Paul. Thanks, Paul. And we'll get either Adam or Todd right on it. Troy. Okay. Well, what's wrong with Adam? You said Adam or Todd. Oh, uh, Todd? Well, see, I got Todd <laughs> on the brain. Oh, oh, get, no. get him off of wipe that. Let me wipe the scum off, off my head, Todd. Uh, Adam or Troy on it. Two guys who Troy. really uh, will service the account. They'll uh, do some real serious business. They'll, uh, they'll, they'll do it. As opposed to Todd Reck, who just is stealing money from that radio station every single payday. He's stealing because, see, one word that's not in his vocabulary, Paul, and that's work. It's alien to him. He has got no idea what that means. Matter of fact, and I can I can give you an example, and, and so let me let, let me like I said, I don't want to forget it, because the thing that really started getting me is I get a call yesterday afternoon from our operations manager Muff Lindsay. Now poor Duff was a good guy, but always it's always fallen to him. He's just the uh, he's the pimp, the uh, the go between. When Greg has got something really unpleasant, and it always is unpleasant when it comes from Greg to pass along to one of us lackeys, it's always Duff that has to inform us. Like back six and a half years ago when he had Duff call me, oh, Neil, well, Greg wanted me to call you and tell me that studio won't be ready by, yeah, right. That was the first of them, and it's never stopped. Anytime I get a call and it's Duff or Duff and Clarence together on the speakerphone, I know it's tale of woe coming again from Beasley Broadcasting and from the slimy-ass Greg Reed who's got no balls. So the call is about, well, uh, because of these budgetary cuts, because things are really tight, uh, they want to cut Boca Brian. Uh, they're not going to pay him for four comedy bits a week. They're going to cut it down to three. Well, how much do they pay Boca Brian per uh, per comedy bit every week? Hey, just bucks. stop and think about this, folks. Just stop and think about this. I'm going to give them a clue if I can ever find the damn thing. 
Here the hell it is. Loan me fifty dollars. Yeah, fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Now here's a guy that wants to advertise on this show on this radio station, a company that's worth billions of dollars. And the sales holes don't even return the call. You know, we take a look at our program log today, and it looks like a vacation log. It looks like uh, going out of business sale. That's the kind of job. And they have meetings and meetings, and there's a lot of people holding the square ends meet back there. But in terms of really getting down to business, I wouldn't give you a nickel for that sales department, except maybe Troy and Adam. Maybe. I said Troy. What about High Boy? Like I said, I wouldn't give you a dime. I wouldn't give you a penny other than the Troy and Adam. Because you got a, oh yeah, High Boy, who's had that one account on his show since uh, he's been at the station. Oh, hiya, Pally. Who comes in and waddles in there every morning with uh, his tales of buffalo and the sabers and other bullcrap, but never takes care of business. Remember that great restaurant he had to deliver food that one day? Remember that? <laughs> that went out of business a few weeks later, that diner in Broward somewhere? <laughs> oh my god. But then of course in his case, uh, you know, where there's no taste, where there's no sense, there's no feeling. Am I rambling? Good. Oh, that's great. But here are guys that want, they want to, and, and I don't care, I'll make up a uh, few bucks for Boca Brian for crying out loud, who's a great guy and is a very important part of this show. And of course, they wouldn't know that because Clarence hasn't got any idea what this show is all about, and certainly Greg Reed hasn't got a clue. And that's where we could have put the period as far as what this show is all about. He hasn't got a clue. In addition to which, like I informed our, and I don't want to pat myself on the back or get into too much internal stuff, but this nice little studio that was built for me here in Toronto, built by the people at one of the local radio stations, by the way, not by our engineers, although Julio, Julio did build it down there and they shipped it up here and they put it together. And he came up here and helped finish it up. Julio, who's a departed, you know, because he was too competent, too fat, too much of a good guy who cared about getting the job done. And this studio, uh, I've got all kinds of stuff here that's got to be replaced. The toner cartridges, the drum for the fax machine, the uh, all the supplies. Have I ever billed them a dime? No. These are expenses, man. We have expense forms. Have I ever billed Beasley's a dime for them? No. I'm making some pretty good money. I can afford it. I'm not going to nitpick with them over a few bucks. But here's a classic example of people who are penny-wise and pound-foolish. What a great expression that is to describe the Beasley's and Greg Reed. There are people who are dying. And how many of these letters have we had over the years, over the six and a half long excruciating years? Many. Yes. I've had people come to me at hockey games and say, who the hell can I talk to in your sales department? I want to advertise with you, but nobody will return my call. But for 50 bucks a week, man, we got to make a big simmus about that, and we got to screw Broke O'Brien over a little bit. $50 a week for a multi-million dollar company that's on the stock exchange. BBGI, my ass. Wow. And I wasn't going to say anything, but then this this uh, fax just put me over the edge. Put me right over the edge. Worrying about little tiny baby crap while our sales department is back there. Like that. It, it's unbelievable. It's unacceptable. It's unconscionable. But that's what happens when you're dealing with the kind of management that are walking around with their finger up each other's Rectum. butt, bottom, ass. And that's what we got. So don't ask me about it no more. Okay. Okay, that's it. I don't want to get all whipped up. It's Friday. It's going to be a great weekend. They show the Haitians are revolting again. <laughs> now, one thing about the Haitians, they're always revolting. Okay, how many votes we got here on this poll? 738. No votes yet for Latrell Sprewell. Lawrence Phillips. How could Lawrence Phillips have none? Brian Blaze has got none. Roberto Alomar, none. Denise Rodman, one. I'm going to have to play some of those songs, I guess, to get these people with it. Bring back the memories. Bobby Cox, one. Steve Howe, one. Woody Hayes, three. Michael Irvin, three. Lawrence Taylor, four. Phil Romanowski, five. Dave Bliss, five. Cecil Collins, five. Bobby Knight's got the seven, and he'll be coming along again in a minute. <laughs> Come on, let's get him only on there once, Eric. Jesus, we got Bobby Knight on there twice. It's probably Miguel's fault. Oh, Miguel did this? 
In the beginning, remember? Kobe Bryant, there. 7. Ray Lewis, 12. Don King, 13. Daryl Strawberry, 14. Jason Williams, 16. Colorado coach for the time being, Gary Barnett, who's in suspended animation, 19. George Steinbrenner and Bobby Knight each have 21, so Bobby Knight's got 28 altogether. Jose Consucco, 29. Ray Carew, 32. Pete Rose, 42. Wayne Huizinga, 43. Nice going, Baldy. George W., 53. Mike Tyson, 102. And O.J. Simpson, 284. Just kicking ass. All right. Why did I get all worked up about that? Because it was such a great fact it's from fun. Paul. Man, see, I'll say it again. People in the audience say, God, oh, that Neil, he's really a character, you know. I did all that shtick about this. Like the shtick about me and Mo. Was any of that shtick? No. no, none of it. Not not one iota of it. Which I quite frankly got tired of that already, and evidently he seemed to try to, like, uh, calm down a little bit and be part of the human race instead of getting everybody fired every day. So I don't I don't even pay attention to him no more. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Absolutely. Yeah, no more. He's just small potatoes now. Out of sight, out of mind. But the sales thing, man, there's no shtick involved in that. I have never, I've worked with somebody, I was thinking about this before, before we even got that fax. I've worked with some, I mean, radio salespeople to begin with are not generally what you consider a real, uh, upscale group. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. <laughs> that's the, that's the understatement of the century. <laughs> so I've worked at KAT and, uh, IOD and W Snooze and INZ. I've worked with some real shady slime balls in my time who called themselves radio sales holes. <laughs> Okay, but I'm going to tell you, we've got a special lock on it here at QM, the likes of which you have seldom seen in your life. And, of course, that revolving door down there is just spinning like a freaking dreidel. Take a look at that picture over there against the wall, that big, gigantic picture, and all the people that have crossed out already. In fact, one good guy in there, even though he's a little shady himself, John Penis, he's gone, long gone. Brian, he's over there at Kiss selling, uh, you know, Schmidt kicking the music. What do we got? Oh, boy, you don't want to know what we got. We got Todd Dreck. That's what we got. We got Fat Boy. Fat Boy, if he'd spend as much time selling as he does waddling around the building talking about the Sabres. Hiya, Pally! And his old days in Buffalo and his operations, maybe he might actually go out and sell something beside one account on this show in six and a half years. Who am I leaving out? Well, you got that new broad there, which I have no idea who she is, and she obviously has no idea what it's all about either, because she's got that one account she inherited on here. And, man, is she servicing that? No. Is she doing a job? No. Or what? Huh? <laughs> oh, and you know who we left out? Who? Oh. oh, my God. Speaking of <coughs> scraping the bottom of the barrel, Skippy. Oh. Wow. i never in my life been a big peanut butter eater, peanut bitter eater. Right. But if I ever became one, I sure as hell would not eat Skippy. You might pass that along to him, Okay. Okay. Under any circumstances, I sure would not. 12 minutes after one at 560, QAM.
OJ went out to kill her. 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 At 560 WQM. By the way, speaking of uh, the stuff we were just talking about, did we, I ever get a fax from Duff uh, passing along the information I requested earlier in the day? Are no. you, is that a joke question? It was a rhetorical I question. See. Anyway, here's a great uh, letter to the editor of the New York Times from George McGovern. I love this. Advice on, to carry on exiting Iraq. I don't love the first sentence, but then again, each one is entitled to entitle a mistake or two. It says, to the editor, I'm a longtime admirer of Thomas L. Friedman. Ooh. I disagree, however, with his advice to Senator John Kerry relative to our army in Iraq, which is summarized in his final line, we will not run, column February 15. The determination to stand and fight is tempting to political leaders. The trouble with this appeal is that brave young Americans do the bleeding and the dying, not the political leaders who committed them to a mistaken war. Terrorists are killing American soldiers in Iraq because our army is in Iraq. I hope that President Bush, with the help of the U.N., will find a way to return Iraq to the Iraqis and bring our army home. Paradoxically, on the same page as Mr. Friedman's column is a column by Maureen Dowd detailing how Ahmad Chalabi, the convicted criminal Iraqi exile, snowed the neocons in the Bush administration into believing that the American army could walk into Iraq unopposed and that he would be an ideal replacement for Saddam Hussein. Replacing Saddam Hussein with Ahmad Chalabi would be comparable to replacing Jack the Ripper with Al Capone. Such a development isn't worth risking the death of one additional American. Thousands of young Americans bled and died in Vietnam to keep a series of political frauds in power in Saigon. Let's not go down that road again, claiming all the while we will not run. How about a compromise? Let's walk out of Iraq. Excellent. George McGovern, Marco Island, Florida. Nice going, George. You go, boy. Oh, brother. I just mentioned that in passing. Probably not that anybody cares. We don't even, uh, you know, they're not even, they're not even getting the names of the dead soldiers anymore. Right. What's it got to do with that movie? That's right, with the uh, Jesus movie. Well, uh, probably with Jesus right now. It was their time, you know. It was their time. God's the Lord will. works in mysterious ways. And they're in a better place now, in a box. 
Twenty after one, we got about thirty-five minutes till we uh, give you the winners. Although I think we already got a pretty good idea, right, on the hot couple contest. I'm not even going to take a peek until one fifty-five. Okay, don't take a peek. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Eight million open lines here all of a sudden, even doing screenless. Depressing. We got the Mad Dog at two, the Humper at four, Panther preview. Oh, I'm so glad I'm doing the uh, schedule. You want to know why? Panther preview with seven. Panthers at the Penguins. A gimme two points, I hope, 7.30 tonight. Eddie K. after the hockey game in Sporting News Radio overnight, which Barry Jackson don't like. Too bad, Barry, you idiot. Uh, Panthers. I find out that in our mail yesterday down there in Florida comes a bill, comes a, yeah, bill from the Florida Panthers for next season. They would like 20% of the uh, cash for next season by March uh, something or other. They still have 22 games left. It's the middle of February. Okay. I mean, you talk about chutzpah, this Alan Cohen guy. I know you're, like, bleeding red like crazy. Boy, does he have a lot of chutzpah. And I know they're giving away two for one. In fact, on the Sun Sentinel website, there's a, in the month of January, it wasn't embarrassing enough, but now in February they're doing it again. Buy one ticket for the Leafs game and get another one for free. They're doing two for ones. But to ask for money, and then they're also asking for money for playoff tickets. <laughs> oh, yeah, playoffs. Boy, does he have a lot of chutzpah. See, this is what happens to the handful of real sports fans in South Florida, and there aren't many. With each and every one of the sports, man, they just keep screwing the people over and screwing them over. And Alan Cohen, man, has dug a hole for himself so deep that he may be in China pretty soon. It's just really pathetic. But to be asking people for money for next season, which, by the way, Alan, we all are well aware that there probably ain't going to be any next season anyway. So he'd just like to hold on to our money for a while. I got a better idea. Send us the money for your tickets. We'll hold on to it for a couple of years. Sure. Yeah. We'll just put it in the bank. We promise we won't take it to the track, although I got a hot tip in the third race. But, uh, <laughs> and Pat Rich said the five warmed up real big. We'll give them 2% interest. Yeah, that's right. We'll give it 2% interest, and we'll, like, uh, put it in, uh, get about eight or nine in some bonds. <laughs> we'll hand it over to Barry Bonds. Let's see. This one says, I'm mortified. You won't even be able to utter my name after today or that my well-endowed. Oh, yeah, that's cute. <laughs> well, too bad. Yeah. That's the way it goes, Mike. Butcher up. Clean up your act. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. The Panthers with chutzpah like I've never seen before. And you wonder why there are almost no more season ticket holders and why you've driven most of the people away. Too many youngsters in the organization. Too many years with no playoffs. Too many uh, ripoffs like this. Too many freebies and too many empty seats because nobody cares no more. Can't even give the tickets away. WQAM, hello. QAM. Ticket Central. WQM, hello. Hola. Why is it that every other day we've been doing this screenless all year? It's already the 20th of February. No problem. I think these people are just a little bit slow today. Could that be it? Yes. WQM, hello. Yeah, hi, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you, sir? Good. Listen, um, I'm listening. You, you heard... I don't know if you've read an article in the Miami Herald recently about no. the uh, what, what went on in the Spanish radio and television. No. Uh, well, all of those words that are uh, prohibited in English are yes. used freely. Over and over again. That's right. Repeatedly is correct. In uh, in, in all of those programs. And the FCC uh, excuses that, saying that they only have one person in their organization that speaks Spanish. Right, and they don't have any time to uh, to check on on what what goes on 
in this community, which is more than 50% of the people out of, uh, are Spanish, mm-hmm. Spanish means in this community Cuba, and not, let's not confuse right. the issue, you know. Right. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so it is, it, it is, uh, uh, incredible that they will go after, uh, for instance, you or any people that, uh, that use that kind of, uh, material. Even though it's used purely for entertainment, and, right. and people have the option. Well, those people, they have no sense of humor, don't you understand? Nothing is funny. Everything is filthy and dirty and sick and disgusting and must be stopped immediately, if not sooner. Yeah, but why in this community people that don't, don't do it in English can get away with what you, not, what you cannot? Well, I, think, I think you ought to start monitoring and you ought to start writing down some of the stuff that they're saying, and then you and I can uh, follow on their license. No, and no, no, our, no. We can get our own radio I station. I did that. Two years in a row, and yeah. the answer that was given to me is the same answer that it was given to the Herald. But I was not concerned with the dirty words. I don't care about dirty words of, of, of crude jokes. That, that has to do. The worst thing that they do is to threaten people, to accuse people of being communists, to mm-hmm. give no balance whatsoever in the programmation, right. and to get away with that. That is even worse because many people in this community, I lost their jobs. Yeah, but you're forgetting one thing, and that is that the FCC regulates America, and you're talking about Miami. Well, uh, I know that we are not supposed to be part of the America, but in, in effect, if you look at the map, we are. Well. And it's you know, who, you know who's only in the Banana Republic, baby. You only know, in Miami. You know who's coming to town tonight? I'm afraid to ask. Celia Cruz. No, don't delay to participate. Oh man! To participate in a very important event that is going to be reported by Fox Television yeah. about the people that have died crossing the Straits of Florida trying yeah. to find freedom. They they are putting in FIU. Well, uh, let me say this to you, as you well know. Talk about preaching to the choir. He might as well have saved the uh, plane for Well, you. they are putting in FIU, it opened today at 11, 10,000 crosses with the name of people that have died. And mm. don't delay, and the Fox Network and C-SPAN are going to be reporting this to everybody. In the well, world. I sure hope that Mel Gibson don't find time uh, delay too close to one of them crosses. Asha came to me, uh, uh, whatever. See you, pal. He should be in one of those crosses as far as I know. Cool. See you, pal. 26 past one at the Gorner's Telfin. You know what they say in, uh, in Ireland? Uh, Cambodia. Isn't that what they say? See. Five, oh, wait a minute. We're going to actually see oh. him. Heading to Ooh. Haiti. I... Oh, it's just the file. file. Yeah, the Czech leader collapsed. They were showing, a, uh, showing him. Czech Republic, I thought they were actually going to show him fall down. It will be almost like George Bush uh, number one. Remember George Herbert Walker when he was in Japan? And like, oh, a little bit of a problem. 27 past 1 at 560 QAM. Live, live and local. We are Sports Radio 560 QAM. Wouldn't you really rather have a Cuba? A Cuba? 59 viewers. Yes. Navigate the 59 Buick, a car that doubles as a bar. Yes, I really would rather have a Cuban Buick with all-new Cuban engineering that converts a boat of a car into a boat. Arrive on shore luxuriously in a real Jew canoe with tail fins high enough to sail you across the lanes and into the sea as if it floats. Wouldn't you really rather have a Cuban, a Cuban 59 Buick? Wow, we got something going on at Hot Couples Contest you wouldn't believe. You better take a peek at it. All right, I'm peeking at it now. Wow. See, never uh, count your chickens until they uh, smash. 
Careful. So a 155, where in exact, in fact, what I'm going to do is I'll do the break like a little bit. Well, it's such a short break anyway, because we have no spots radio. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Nice call for that QM sales department, man. You guys, you can't complain about the job you guys are doing, because hey. generally speaking, you ain't doing it. What? So here's a funny thing. I go out to make a copy of, of what? That, of that fax. Right. You know, including my hidden copy. That the no one that said Todd Reck is a right. major jackass, yes. And Luann happened to be sitting right next to the copy uh, machine talking to somebody, so I just gave her the copy of it. And? And uh, nothing, and uh, there you go. Oh. Well, maybe she can wipe her... Uh, Rectum! ...with it. Or she can find someplace else to stick it. Although it might be getting a little bit crowded. Let's see. Ray Denzel from uh, Wellington. Is he kin to Denzel Washington, you think? Maybe. He said, a good thing happening is that the grand jury has convened investigating the outgoing... Uh, oh, the outing of the lady CIA agent, Valerie Plame. I saw an article on it. At least the wheels of justice are moving in that regard. Number two, what happened with the Paul O'Neill book with the talk of Bush's plan to invade Iraq from day one? Very quiet now. Number three, when I watch Bush nowadays on TV, you can see that he's under a tremendous amount of pressure, uncomfortable, and looks that he'd rather be anyplace else. May he get his wish. And I would say... Absolutely. Nice going, Ray. Don't forget, vote 15, 20, maybe even... About 30, man. 30 times November the tooth. So we can make that picture on there, the Last Supper, the truth. Say goodbye. Bye-bye. Back to Crawford, baby. Get lost. Now, what were you just saying about Scruan, that she's a bitch? Something like that. Yeah, well, we know that. In fact, that's the reason we got this situation in the sales department that we do is because of her. Because she is probably, she is, oh, what well, a billing is great, and this, and yeah, all this other crap, you know? She's got, she's got that long resume. Mm-hmm. WQAM, hello. QAM. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, real quick, uh, Sting's new um, album, Sacred Love, he's got a, um, a song, it's called um, This War. See if you can play it. Oh, sure, no problem. Coming up in a couple of minutes. You got it? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, wrong disc. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T. Oh, wait a minute, I think I got it right here. I am silly as rules and I am dead now, but I remember when I was alive. I will need to do the living No problem, pal, anytime. Okay, I'm just taking a look at this couples contest because I have never seen. We got uh, almost 12,000 votes. Let's see, 2778, 2718, as uh, one of these couples and their friends have been very, very busy. And then we got. Uh, 2442. So I think spots one and two are safe, not necessarily in the order they were before. And the three, I think, also is safe. So, you know, it's just a question of who's going where. You see what I'm saying? Maybe. Mm-hmm. How it Maybe. I don't want to, like, uh, get accused of lying. Just continue on there to 155, and I'll let you know when it's hey, uh, look done. Hey, CNN. The talk premature. Graham retires from the Senate after this term. He folded his presidential campaign in October. Hey, but I have that on here about a half an hour ago or more, yeah, Bobby Graham? In case other There's Bobby listen. Graham on CNN. He says, you want me? You got me. And we want him. Guaranteed winner in Florida. I'll bet you Greg's life on it. Show enough. WQAM, hello. Yeah. I just got the, um, uh, yesterday, the Price of Loyalty, that uh, four-tape series on uh, Paul O'Neill. Unbelievable. Right. Really scathing. I mean, just it shows uh, how this guy's uh, nothing more than a dictator, and he puts people in place so this way it looks good. But uh, he doesn't listen to anybody. He's got his own agenda with Remsfeld and and uh, and, and only uh, about Cheney, man. Don't leave out Cheney and Ashcroft. Cheney's probably the bigger dirt, bigger dirtbag than. Uh, That's the one. He's, he's pulling all the strings from behind. That's why you never see him no more. He's all in hiding, pulling the strings. He's yanking it. That's right. So everybody, buy the book. Okay, thanks. 
It is a, it is a good book. It's a little bit disappointing when you get into it. Yeah, it, it's okay. It's worth reading. I bought it right away, and I read it, and it was, you know, it wasn't quite as shocking as I thought. And then, of course, O'Neill, they got, see, one thing you notice, like when Colin Powell said, well, if I would have known that about no WMDs, and then, like, a couple of hours later, well, regardless, this war is worth fighting. I mean, they, I think, make everybody an offer they can't refuse is basically what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. In other words, dummy up and get on the bandwagon, get with mm -hmm. the program, or, uh, you know, you'll sleep with the fishes. Right. Maybe you and Luca Brazzi will be wearing the same vest pretty soon. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five and of course we know that presidents and senators don't kill people, Michael, right? Okay. WQM hello. Yes, sir. Hey, I got a uh, scumbag and I got a comment. Okay, go ahead. Scumbag uh, Doc Gooden. Oh, good one. And the comment is Hi, the Pally. <laughs> I'm not sure which one I like better, the comment or Hi, Pally. Doc Gooden. How can we have left Doc off of there? Oh, you know what? I haven't played today. Snort and eight ball. Right. But it's coming up soon. Because that certainly fits in with Daryl and Doc Gooden and that whole, that whole bunch of uh, lunatics. Yeah, but we got A-Rod I <laughs> to you. That's all I have to say about that whole deal. Okay, I'm nauseated. I'm delighted. I will never, ever watch a baseball game again as long as I live. I don't want to see a pitch. I don't want to see nothing. Unless there's somebody good looking on there. Like that left-hander for the Tigers a couple of years ago. What the hell was his name, Josh? You don't know who I'm talking about. That left-handed pitcher? You don't know. No. Why don't he, you know? He You're can't hear you. Shake your head. Then. He can't hear me? No, he's shaking his head. Like, oh, I have no clue. No, I heard him shaking. In fact, I thought I heard the sounds of uh, marbles rattling around. <laughs> I thought maybe Greg came in. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. What's up, buddy? I, oh, uh, Justin Thompson. Oh, what a memory I got. Justin, remember him? No. Hey, I got one for your poll. Go ahead. I think it might be the first female. What about Tanya Harding? Excellent sports comeback. Good one. Oh, very good. I don't know how we forgot. All right. Exactly. Well, I'll decide on oh, that. hey, and in, and in yes. closing, I'm yes. Rick James, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Tanya Harding. And who was the other one we just put on there? Rick James. Right, no. Oh, come on. <laughs> no. Oh, seriously, who did we just put on there? Not Rick James. Shame on you. Oh, no. He just displaced everything else in my head. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. They're not going to touch OJ. I'm going to tell you that right now. Of course, nobody want to get close enough to touch OJ except maybe Sam. Remember Sam? Yeah. Yeah. OJ three oh seven. Mike Tyson one seventy uh, one oh six. Not even close. And George W. Only fifty eight. Well, they're giving George W. A break today. They just don't see him connected with sports so much. You know. He was here with the Rangers for about five minutes. WQAM, hello. Hi, I have a who's scarier question for Neil. Okay. Is this Neil? Yes, it is. Oh, hi, Neil. Great to talk with you. I uh, love the show. My question is who's scarier, Karl Rove, Dick Cheney, and Donald Rumsfeld, or Ed Meese, Don Regan, and James Baker, or Haldeman, <laughs> Ehrlichman, Haldeman, Ehrlichman, and, and Mitchell? Dean. And Mitchell and Dean, right. Yeah. Which is maybe, maybe we'll do, that, maybe we'll do that poll one day. Okay, thanks, Pally, and have a great day. Of course, it's a time thing again, so naturally they'll stick with the current crop of Nazis. Five six seven oh five sixty. It's funny because John Dean was in that bunch with Haldeman, Ehrlichman, and uh, in fact, we used to have that record. Did we ever have it recently or not? Haldeman, Ehrlichman, and Dean. Oh, I don't know. I guess it goes way back. And then John Dean went to prison, of course. Then all of a sudden, he not only didn't get religion like the other ones, but he got the smart. And he's been one of the biggest critics of these uh, fascists, of the neocons, John Dean. We've had a lot of good articles by him on the uh, website. In fact, if Howard Dean were only as sharp as John Dean, but he's not. 
WQAM, hello. How you doing, Neil? Pretty good. I'm 64 years old. I would like to get, uh, I've got something for your poll, but I was to know if you'd ever have a senior's uh, hot body because I'm still in pretty good shape. Well, we got one uh, senior couple on that uh, thing. Yeah, I mean, we're, I'm not very wrinkled at all, and uh, I, I think me and Betsy could possibly take a, take a first. <laughs> first prize. Give him that blue ribbon, George. Get the address and send him that blue ribbon. Okay? Oh, I'd love to have his address. So he can uh, put it right on Betsy's chest. Let's say, oh, Doc Gooden we had it. Doc Gooden and uh, Tanya Harding, okay. And Snorton Eight Balls and Tanya Silverhammer, and uh, we're just about almost done. Ooh. 20 till 2. <laughs> but we got that hot couples contest, man. There's some wild hysteria going on with that to see who's going to be numero uno. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Girls are good, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the two newest New York Yankees, Daryl Strawberry and Doc Gooden. And their personal coach, Steve Howe. Howe. That's what I'd like to know. Doc Gooden's in the wind-up. The straw man snorts the lineup. He's drooling like a dog who heard a bell. He's high as a lab rat from smoking the crack of the bat. He doesn't like cocaine, just likes the way it smells. Snorting eight balls, Daryl's rolling up a twenty. Snorting eight balls, and he's giving good and plenty. They lick the twenty dollar bill. Their teeth are grinding like a pepper mill. Doing eight balls, alcohol and pills. Jesus. Steve Howe is in the bullpen, his nostrils are wide open, he's so f***ed up he thinks he's on the Braves. He gets advice from Doc, and Doc prescribes some rock, so first he blew a line and then he blew the safe. Snorting eight balls, they abuse the magic powder, snorting eight balls, sprinkle it on their clam chowder, prescriptions got perpetual refill. They do it in the pool if they had gills. Doing eight balls, alcohol and pills, all that money. Eight balls, alcohol and pills. I'd like to welcome you all aboard. This is your manager, Buck. Hi, Buck. The book stops here, man. 144 at 560 WQM. We got the Mad Dog at 2. The Humper. The Hebrew, uh, what is it? Hebrew Hammer. The he <laughs> oh, what a line. Nice <laughs> going, little Tommy. Tommy Dickens, the Hebrew Hammer. That was funny. At the 4. Then at 7 o'clock, we got Panther Preview. The Panthers who want your money like many months ahead for a season that's never going to be played. Panthers at the Penguins, 730, 80 after the game. And then we got that awful. Sporting news radio that Barry Jackass is really porked off about. Go to bed and get some sleep, Barry, okay? I guess Mommy has to wake him up like 2, 3 in the afternoon every day so he can get his story into the Herald. This story from Tampa, I love this. We never talked about this yesterday. In her late 70s, Del Baker motors on familiar Tampa streets, comfortable behind the wheel. Just don't expect her to, uh, to pass her on I-75. You get on the interstate, you take your life in your own hands, she says. None of us seniors drive on the interstate. 
So they're not going to kill you on the interstate. They will kill you, though, on, like, all the uh, secondary roads? Or while you're sitting in the restaurant. Baker knows her limits, but according to a new AAA study, elderly drivers are at a much higher risk of accidents. How about that? Oy. What a shock. What a surprise. And because of their frailty, drivers older than 85 are nearly four times more likely to die in a crash than middle-aged drivers, Mom. The common misconception is that older drivers are a danger to others, but the reality is older dangers drivers are a danger to themselves, said Bella Dinzar, AAA's Director of Traffic Safety. The news wasn't all grim in the study released uh, Wednesday by AAA's Foundation for Traffic Safety. Drivers in their late 50s and early 60s are among the safest on the road, like yours truly. And, of course, you can't complain about my driving here because I don't do any. Can't come no safer than that. This comes as no surprise to Baker. We're all safe drivers, she said, just like a rain man. We're very good drivers. Excellent drivers. We're excellent drivers. A lot of people see seniors and think we're going to be crawling along with a crutch and a walker sticking out the car window. The crawling along part is right. Because Marie Schott, 67, of Tampa, has begun developing cataracts, she's cut back on night driving. But at 89, her mother-in-law still drives, but with care. She's very cautious and doesn't go on a main road, Schott says. She hardly drives faster than... About 30, man. Right. <laughs> and, of course, if the speed limit is 45 and she's driving about 30 and you're pissed off, you know, like on Dale Mabry, for example. Right. She's tooling along in the middle lane, about 30, about 25 probably, about maybe 18 miles an hour. See, I'm going to say it again. It's the older people, it's not so much that they're in the accidents or do the drive-thrus through your restaurant or whatever, which they do plenty of that, but they cause so many more accidents that are never even counted. They're a moving hazard. Because they frustrate other people who are wanting, at least would like to get wherever they're going before midnight. You know, this is about 10 in the morning. And they frustrate other people to make sudden moves and dart and try to get around them. And like They're like a road obstacle. They're like putting a whole bunch of like an obstacle course in the middle of each and every road in South Florida. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I'm going to tell you something. i got a lot to talk about, but Mel's dad says i got to go home and uh, sew yellow stars on my shirt. That son of a biatch. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe what's going on with this guy. And then they say, oh, it's not anti-Semitic. His dad? Leave my dad alone? Oh, he said, geez, he, said his, he said his daddy never lied to him. Yeah, his daddy never lied to him. The revisionist. I'll tell you, this guy posts stuff on Internet news groups. That makes you want to puke. Yeah. You know, you see the pseudonames, he starts saying all this garbage. You, you see it all over the place, and he's mm -hmm. got, and there's a lot of them out there. That's the problem. Yeah. There's a lot more idiots like that out there. No kidding. That say, oh, there, there were no, there, there, they were all in New York during the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. Bunch of morons. Try and make soap out of me, bitch. How about a lampshade? Let's see, here's a fact that says, just a quick observation on the hot couples contest. In the future, perhaps the Internet votes should determine first place, then second place should be decided by a vote between you, George, and maybe Eric. Why is that? Internet voting polls are too easily corrupted. No. I searched the Internet for a program that makes my computer look anonymous to any poll, therefore could vote over and over again. This is what happens. Uh, appears is happening to some of the top couples on the poll. Just relax, okay, faxer, everything will be fine. Also, this is not a hot couples contest. Some of the other halves of these couples could use a serious makeover. I won't mention any names. Well, you know, if they think they're hot, maybe they, you know, maybe to each other they're hot, or maybe even not. Right. Signed a couple who's in the contest who is not cheating by voting for themselves over and over again has a high number of honest votes. <laughs> well, good. I understand they're a little upset, but it says I wouldn't announce this part over the air, but, oh, I see. Okay, thanks. No, we know that. I mean, you know that up front. There's no, there's no way to control that. That's the thing with the Internet, right? Right. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So it's just a question of who's most determined and who's got the most friends and who's got the most time and who's the most desperate and who wants it. It's just for fun anyway. 
I mean, you went on a couple of nice trips there and a dinner at the Pizza Loft. I mean, I'm not saying that the Pizza Loft is no great shakes. It's just fine. It's wonderful, and you're paying more than the rumors, but nevertheless. But uh, it's not like the end of the world. Not like we're giving you a trip around the world for two and $50,000 in cash and stuff like that. That'll be on the next trip. And, again, if we can just cut Volker Brian back a little bit more. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Olympic ice capades, man, it's such a dirty trait. Tanya tries to win. She was second best at it. Oh, oh, so, oh, oh, oh. Nancy Kerrigan, the bitch was gonna win again. Tanya blocks revenge. Hires out a henchman. Oh, 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 oh. As Nancy Kay was leaving a rink, she snuck up from behind. Bang, bang, Tanya's silver hammer came down upon her knee. Hi, Albie. Bang, bang, Tanya's silver hammer made sure of victory. So 154 and a half. I got my atomic clock going here. Dave Halberstam is in the building. Hardaway left wing. Left sideline. Marley. Three point. Oh! Oh! He hit it. Oh! He hit it. Oh! He hit it. I don't mean that was a three. I mean that was from the moon. From the moon. From his restaurant about three blocks from here. Uh, Dave Halberstam, great guy, got screwed over by the heat. Don't forget to bring the guy some hamantash and on Purim, by the way, Dave. I always Is he still it. in there or not? No, he's in here. Oh. How are you, man? Anyway. Hey, Dave, cut it out. 
Uh, well, he might say something bad. You know, we're under a lot. Um, prior to today, he could have said anything he wanted, but he's a potty mouth. I know. Uh, here's the result, the final result of the contest, okay? Oh, 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 oh! And believe you me, a lot of these people were very busy, but they were motivated. The hot couple contest. Monica and Brian, first place, 2,948 votes. Second, Jesse and Jeffrey, 2,735. You got those numbers in your mind? Got it. So those two couples get the trips, and they'll have to, like, uh, fight between them who's going to take what, and the other one gets the other one, which is fine. Uh, Carmen and Carlos are going to watch the Rimmers eat for free at the Pizza Loft, but the good news is they'll be eating for free, too. 2444, third place. Do I dare mention the other ones? Why not? But well, I don't want to do them all. I mean, I, we thank everybody who got involved, but uh, it's too long. Like Sarah to and Sean, 1,022. Better luck next time, guys. Giselle and Rick, 355. Um, Aaron and Brandon, 311. Who also tried last year, but they'll, you know, and like I said, if you weren't one of the winners this time, we got two more of these uh, deals coming up this, and we'll probably figure out a way. Eric, leave it to Eric. He'll come up with a way so these people can't defeat that thing and vote eight million times. We you know have days. He, what? We have days. We have days, okay. In fact, maybe we can uh, contact John Ascroft and Michael Powell. And if you vote more than ten times, Michael Powell will personally come to your house and attack your bowels. Uh, Karen and Joe had 300, and everybody else. I don't want to go through the whole list, but thanks to everybody. And better luck next time if you didn't win. It's a fun thing. It's not the end of the world, right? Right. It is a fun thing. Right. And we had almost 12,000 freaking votes on there, which is pretty damn exciting. Now, come Monday, uh, we're, I'm going to go through this DCS now. Are we going to be able to play? I think, no, wait a minute. This one. That one's okay, but this one is not. Because I have a fax that just came in from Clarence. It says, fart number four has been determined to be too similar to a sound of actual human excretory activity. But number seven uh, just has that. Moist. It's, it's Huh? See, number seven's the dry one. Right. Four, and what three. about six? Ah, See, six sounds like it's got a little tail to it. So I'm not really too sure. No, no, it really does. It sounds like there's the, a little hanger there. Right, the splatter. Yeah, and you know what Joan Crawford said about those wire hangers. Anyway, let's see. Joe and Mark, that's done. Okay, they're, they're finito. But we got some other big doings here. George, tomorrow morning, 10 to noon at the Bass Pro Outlet, located off I-95 and Griffin Road. Stop by to win Bass Pro gift cards and other prizes. Our usual crappy QM stuff. But George will be able there to uh, minister to you. I will. He'll be reading the scriptures, and he's going to be wearing all of his uh, Getsky outfits. It's going to be great. Fire and brimstone. Right. And then, if that isn't enough to keep you occupied and out of trouble, Joe Costello tomorrow afternoon from noon to 2 at Firestone Tire. Located at 110 Northeast 8th Street in Homestead, they'll have a race car simulator, plus win our usual very, very low-budget QM prizes, for which you apologize. Probably if Boca Brown would give us money every week for those comedy bits that we play his, then we could have some even better prizes for you. Maybe even some bumper stickers. No. Huh, to promote the radio station. Don't go crazy. Right. No, the thing about the, uh, the, 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 I got it over here, I'm tongue-tied. The facts from the guy, Paul. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you're putting in touch. Uh, I'm sure Scoran will, will touch him. Uh, she touch anybody. So we're going to destroy. But that fact just set me off, you know, because it is so true. It is so right on target, and it proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that I've been saying all along, man, our sales department is just uh, un unbelievable. How they bill the amount that they do, you know? Well, of course, we got a lot of order takers, you know? They were just following orders, like the Nazis. But it's uh, it's a pretty disgraceful thing. So if they would like, maybe get one more spot on a week, okay? One more spot a week that would cover and then a hell of a lot left over, the sales commission and some money for Greg to go plug, eat sushi. One more spot a week on his show and they could cover that 50 bucks that the Beasleys are so nervous about. Because guess what? I'm not paying it out of my pocket no more, okay? I'm not going to be the fall guy always. Uh, if, if anybody had any idea, 
the amount of money that I shell out to pay this one and that one and uh, for this. And for that. I'm not tired of that Me? crap. Follow what I'm saying? Yep. Well, now, you, uh, you know, you've earned it, especially with the 40 bucks a week you're making. But, and, and, and Boca Brian gets well taken care of. But it's just the idea, just a matter of principle. It's, it finally has to stop right here on fart number four, okay? <laughs> Get with it. Have your sales department go out there and sell a little bit more and instead of trying to cut back and cut back and screwing over Duff and screwing over this one, everybody else in the goddamn building. Okay, Greg, while he's driving around in his big damn uh, goy canoe there, whatever that thing is. Anyway, have a great weekend. We got the uh, Mad Dog coming along next at two. We got the Humper, the Hebrew, uh, what is it? The Hebrew Hammer for. <laughs> and those Panthers, man, have they got some nerve or what? Bye, bye, bye. The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Sister Mary Catherine, Jesus. Jesus Christ.